MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle. Jazzy says, Grimlock is best. Yeah! Uh, it says, is the best. Can you try it again? Nope. <laughs> He's got... You were talking about my spelling. Look, Jazzy, put, Grimlock it, is all the best. Grimlock, Grimlock is the best. is the best. There you go! Exclamation you're getting, point. You're improving. You're improving. I'm proud of you. And let's also welcome back our producer, Deadite Knight. I have returned to save this program from the depths that it's fallen to. I mean the shithole that Jazzy calls home. Don't take my home away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and our video producer on the Twitch side, Cable2KX. He has no microphone. Yeah, we just no didn't plug it in. Do we know where it is? It's right there. Producer, I mean, this you stole that from him, didn't you? He handed it to me. <laughs> you never mentioned like that. There's no thought of like, huh, why are you handing this to me? Hold on, it's I got right you. I got you cable. I got you cable. What up, though? <laughs> I just look over, and he's all sad because he's got a stand. <laughs> he did look like somebody he's took got, it. He's got, like, he's got the mic stand. He's even got the cord just hanging off the stand, and then the mic's just gone. Man, he was like a kid that went up to that van that says free candy, and he got a lollipop, and then his dog ate it. Yeah, or no, he went up to the van, and he got like three pennies instead of a candy, and he man. was like, oh. When I was a kid, one of my buddies was running to the ice cream man, and tripped and fell and dropped his money down the drain. <laughs> this is why you're a sociopath. This is 100% why you have problems. Just look uh, at him, like, enjoying that his friend suffered that uh, pain. It was, it's still, I thought about it literally yesterday, so it's fresh in my mind. Oh. Cable, can you check that mic and just turn it on and then the switch? It is on. Oh, Okay, well, hey, Cable. Hey, thanks for joining us today with a microphone. <laughs> no problem. Glad you're here, buddy. Man. Glad to be. Could you be on time next time? You know, like, geez. We, I was on we time. introduced you and you weren't there. I was there. <laughs> All <In> right. Spirit. <laughs> spirit. <laughs> Welcome to episode 168 of the GameZilla podcast. How's everybody been? What you been up to, Deadite? I tried playing some of the Splatfest this weekend. Yeah. I uh, I think I got booted from more games than I completed. That's not good. My average internet connection on my Switch was between one and two megabytes per second down. And that... Uh, Were you that, playing at Jazzy's house or something? Uh, no, you know, again, I don't know why the internet is so terrible at my house, but I had a hunch. Um, I think it had to do with my router that's probably sometimes circa 2005. Uh, that so, could do it. So it prompted me to impulse buy a Nighthawk X6 the next day. Got the phone call. I said, do it. Because <laughs> I'm tired of your bullshit. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, man, which router do you have? You're like the X8. I go, yeah, I found an, X8, an X6 open box at Costco. Should I buy it? And you're like, absolutely. I didn't even ask how much it was. I was like, yes, yeah, buy it. Buy anything other than the router that you <laughs> okay. inherited with your house. Right. Uh, so uh, hook that up. Hook and? It up. 
and uh, I've set up a dedicated uh, a dedicated network just for gaming. So that way, you know, we can have uh, people on the phones and it not be interfere with my ge- gaming slash streaming of wrestling. You know, got the priority yeah. set up oh, now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, and also this router actually sends internet to my entire home. I don't need an extender in my bedroom. What? I mean, I live in a mansion, but... Yeah, I mean, it's true. You I are mean, you do live in the Richie Rich area. Absolutely. So. so, but it's nice to actually... You know, my wife was using data a ton in our bedroom because she her iPhone wouldn't connect to the router, so... Yeah, it was time, man. It was time. <laughs> so, it's uh, it feels really good to... So, the last time I had a nice router was when I bought an Airport Extreme in, like, 2007, when the Airport Extreme was, like, the really nice router on the market. So I mean, you could call that a nice router. Or you you could... had an Airport Extreme at the time. <laughs> I, I had a nicer airport than you at the time, so don't hate. You guys um, own airports? Shit. Yeah, again, well, <laughs> again, we're from rich areas, okay? <laughs> yeah, just f- flying everywhere. I got a private jet uh, with all that Motor City gaming money. But, uh, so... Uh, I don't know. I only set it up last night. Got some of the systems synced up. I found out. So I originally set up the uh, the gaming network to be the five gigahertz. I was like, yeah, get the sweet five gigs going, and you know, set it all up. And I found out the PS4, and the PS3 aren't five gigahertz compatible, uh, and the Switch runs better on a two point four gigahertz network. So I have to sometime later this week reverse all that, where the five gig network is going to be uh, for the phones and tablets, and you know. Laptops. laptops and stuff where I'm going to dedicate the other one for the the gaming systems. But I'm really excited to step it up. Previously, if I wanted to like play Destiny or play Overwatch with you guys as a party, I had to take my PS4 out of the game room, take it to the living room, and hardwire it. So it's actually pretty nice that I'll efficiently be able to play uh, anywhere in the house. Yeah. Now people will tell you simply hardwire everything and we, we already know this we are, we're not we're not idiots we understand that everything should be hardwired if it can be hardwired the problem is you cannot hardwire it in its home location yeah i live in a tri-level right now and it's also a house i'm renting so i'm not going to make big modifications to it um you know it's not like i have a drop ceiling where i could easily run network cable throughout my house which is something i'd love to do someday uh similar to how we have it set up here at the studio right. but uh, for now, just a, a nice router is gonna really make me doing some online gaming uh, a lot a lot easier. And with Destiny Two coming out next month, it's gonna be great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, Jazzy, well, uh, what you been up to? Uh, played a few rounds of League. Yeah, hop back into that. So Super, did I. It was it was fun. W- wondering why I ever stopped. I take these weird breaks, and then when I go back, I'm like, man, why did I even take these breaks? But uh, I think it sometimes is that we go so hard. Like, yeah. we just go and we're like, all we do is league, period, for, like, weeks. And then finally you're like, you know what? I need to take a break. I think I needed it, too, because right before I took the break, I hit bronze one. And I'm like, I'm not fucking this up. I'm going to be silver this season. So I, I took that break to, you know, ponder about how I'm going to actually get through bronze one. So. Yeah, shout out to our good friend that also plays league with us, Phantom Joe has moved his way to Silver 4. Oh, nice. He's climbing. Nice. Climbing. He's climbing. Climbing. He's Man, coming in hot. The Phantom is legit. He is. He's not a slouch like you guys. It's Bronze 5, baby, for life. I uh, did a little bit of that Splatfest. Uh, played some Marvel Omega Heroes. Mm-hmm. I uh, paid the $10 to get Nightcrawler because mm, he's my favorite right. hero. And uh, I got him you. until level 22, so I'm having a good time with that. Haven't uh, connected with Brick Bitch, who I know is playing a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't just haven't been on, online at the same time, but it's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to playing with more people. 
So if anybody uh, is playing Marvel Omega Heroes, I know Ec- Jazzy Fiddle. I know Ecto. Uh, Ecto was one that that was the, kind of the reason why we got Ecto involved with that. Was he, yeah, he's interested in it as Ecto, well. So. Jazzy Fiddle. I know you got me on there. Yeah. And then we got Cable Two KX over there. What do you uh, What have you been up to, buddy? Uh, still playing uh, my mobile games that I'm getting teased about. In the yeah, Discord people chat. people ripping you up in Discord. <laughs> yeah. Future Fight is fun. It's just a just a button smasher. It's a toilet game. It's just yeah. fun. To play. I mean, the problem is he doesn't have a Nintendo Switch, guys, so he has to use his phone. I do have a Switch. I mean, not where you can take it all day, every day. That's true. I don't yeah. use it. I mean, there's no games I want to play. I mean, the either. kids the kids would like you know murder you. I mean, I did whoop them up in some Mario Kart over the weekend. Good, good. I mean, you pretty mean, bad. You mean they beat you? No. Kayla came close. Okay, yeah, I was going to so say. She won. We did a best of three in a um, Grand Prix. Um, I came in first. No, I came in second on the first one. She came in first because she got to pick her favorite levels. And the third one, I came in third, and I think she came in sixth. Okay. So and, you, you edged it out just because the AI helped you? No. I, I won my matches. I was good. If was you were first every time, I'd agree with you, but you weren't. We were playing with a 200cc or 150cc. That's no excuse. I don't, I don't care. Look, I haven't played Mario Kart forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got destroyed at Nerd Barbecue. Yeah, Cable, that, skill that. is skill, and it sounds like you're making excuses. Yeah. See, when we okay. play Mario Kart at lunch every day, it was one, two, three, four, all humans, and the AI was behind us. It all came down to who of us was going to mess each other up and take it all. And that usually came between myself, Deadite, and myself. 25cc. There's no such thing as 25cc. So they hacked it and made it happen. <laughs> Jazzy doesn't even know how to power slide, let alone play Mario Kart. You don't need to power slide if you're a good driver. Okay. You keep telling yourself that because I will enjoy taking the wins from you. Oh, next week pre-show, we're playing Mario Kart. It's going so down. In so you got a week to train, motherfucker. Because I'm coming. No need to train. I'm coming. We're running that. a Grand Prix. I'm going to take those gunners and rip them off your face and shove them right up your ass. Up your boot hole. Mm-hmm. And shout out to BMC for just um, subscribing to the channel. Subscribe to our, uh, Twitch, our Twitch channel. Well, let's just plug that real quick. Just real quick before I go to what I've been playing. Because I forgot to do it. So it's, it's a common thing that we're going to have to get used to. If you're a fan of this show and you watch us on Twitch... Then the big thing is that if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to one Twitch streamer for free. It's part of your it's part of your deal. Doesn't cost you a cent. Except uh, for Amazon Prime. The only kick, the only kick, you already paid for that, and you didn't pay for it for Twitch. So shut the fuck up, Jazzy. Anyways, the only kicker is it doesn't auto renew. So every month you have to do it again, and that's that's where we're gonna have to get better on our side to be like, hey guys, it's been about that month zone. So if you are subscribing to us, please resubscribe, and that way we get our cut of it. So um, thanks BMC and anybody else that's already done it the, for the first month. Our second month is up, and uh, pretty much everybody should be um, up for renewal right now because I knew I was. Because I subscribe to myself. That's right. So hook us up with those coins. That's right, Amazon. Come at me. I'm not scared. All right. Um, you should be. I think that guy just passed Bill Gates for being the richest guy in the world. Yeah. Richest dude. Good. He should contact MCG, and we should network. Yeah. That's, that's but all. But Jay has the ability to turn into Blanca at any moment. Oh, that's true. To what? Turn into Blanca. Ooh, we should oh, throw yeah. him in some toxic waste and see if he becomes a superhero. Man. Like... 
like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> throw, you, throw you in Newburgh Lake and hope you become a superhero. 100%, yeah. Um, right so Cable and I have been playing... Uh, oh, yeah. Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. Wildlands. Yep. With uh, Five Mile Rick. I'm going to say, Did you defeat blast. Gozer? We're ha- we haven't defeated Gozer yet, but... Um, this is a very like stealthy game. Like go in and you know make your plan, and then take out the guys strategically so that you you know don't cause a ruckus and have like the whole goddamn map come after you. Yeah, you don't want to just sneak up to a ghost yeah. and yell, "Get him!" Like that's not a very yeah, good plan. Not a good plan. Yeah, you gotta have that ghost trap. So I go in. I go in with the Ecto one, and I like throw the little Ecto drone out, and I like pinpoint all the guys, and then you know Ecto drone. You already lost us. That's not real. <laughs> Doesn't know anything about Ghost Recon. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> By the way, um, you've been playing Ghost Recon, so that's good. Yep. What have you been playing? And if you uh, if you want to watch them play Ghostbusters, then you just have to go on to Twitch because they're streaming it. Yes. And even when when you know Jazzy's not there, Cable's been streaming it. So. Oh, yeah. But I've started my character over just so we can all play together. Oh, nice. Nice. I play with a different squad, so it's cool. Yeah. Fuck. It's called haters. the Invisible Squad. No, it's called Ghostbusters 2 on the NES. I mean, it's better. <laughs> it's a platformer. It's, a it's pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I played League of Legends, uh, dusted the rust off with Jazzy. Is that is that healthy for you right no, now? No. Play League I, with Jazzy? I played one match, and I basically went in knowing I wasn't going to. I said, just don't care. Whatever happens, happens. And I actually played a good game. So I was like, all right, cool. But I uh, played League. I've been playing. I played the Splatfest, which you know. Shout out to a lot of us, except <laughs> except for Deadeye because he had issues. But everybody else, high five for Ketchup King and Ketchup Queen and everybody that hit their their max uh, their max level. But I was a ketchup friend. <laughs> right, I yeah. literally got booted from six matches because of my router. I think you were a Ketchup Fiend. Yeah, it's Fiend. Oh, yeah, I guess it was Fiend. Yeah, you know, reading. <laughs> yeah. You got warned. You actually got a ban. I got two ban notices. <laughs> I got a ban notice, and then it booted me back to like the queue. And I was like, "Oh man, did I seriously just get banned from Splatoon?" Yeah. So yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. It's frustrating that that's like we look forward to this one day, however often it happens, where we can easily team up on a team of four and get to play the game together. Like this is it's sad, but but we did t- we did. You know, bend the knee to Nintendo and say, okay, Nintendo, if you're going to let us play as a team on Saturday, we're going to come play your game. Yeah, dear Nintendo, I want the 40 minutes of my Saturday back when I had to spam fucking Discord chat with Testonomics because we only had three people and we have to have four in order to queue together. Yep, or solo. So we literally literally spam Discord and text Everybody we knew that had the game and tried yeah. to get one person to play with us. Yeah, well, I know. I got attacked for watching League of Legends, and they were like, well, are you watching League of Legends when you can be playing Splatfest? Blah. And I was like, okay, listen. First of all... That's a super fair question. <laughs> first of all, I was actually wor- was cleaning while League was playing in the background. I can't do that if I'm playing a Splatfest. All right. Anyways... Enjoyed that. It was fun. Here's my problem with the Splatfest that I don't get, and maybe someone can clear this up. We lost. Ketchup lost yeah. to Mayo. Yep. Is there anybody in this room, first of all, that is on the Mayo side? Uh, no. uh, three of my kids were Mayo. Okay, but you. I'm not, I didn't participate. But if you would have. Would you put, what do you like more, ketchup or Mayo? 
Well, I'm a big guy, so you know I like mayo. You vile, <laughs> disgusting human being. You want that gross, jizzy egg sauce all over your stuff instead of the blood of tomatoes? Uh, the period blood? No, I don't want that. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> if I had to pick just because of which one I like, I would have picked a mayo. Damn but it, I, But I want ketchup because everybody, all my French friends fri- did. French fries. Tartar sauce. <laughs> that has mayo in it, so. Yep. <laughs> okay, you know what? Tartar I, sauce is delicious. Let me just on get French to my. Fries. Let me just get to my point, so I don't have to look at these people anymore. All Can right, you fr- just look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Ketchup. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. You decided with a sociopath. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm happy. They're worse than me. <laughs> Anyways, we lost. Now let me let me explain to you how this how this went down. Seventy three percent pick ketchup mm-hmm. to 27% of mayo. So obviously, ketchup gets that point, right? Yep. Now it comes down to the solo and the, and the team-based actual games. And in that, we lost both of those by 2%, basically. It was like 51 to 49, and, so, and then like 52 to 48. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, so wait a minute. How does how does that math how does the mathematics work in the sense that if seventy three percent of players pick ketchup and only twenty seven percent pick mayo, how the hell were the matches so close? And what penalty, if any, did like what happened when like how many times, Jazzy, did we go ketchup versus ketchup? Well, yeah, and that's the thing is they do that in order to basically keep the queue going, so those matches don't count. Right. It's only the ketchup versus mayo waste matches. Of time. Yeah. I only played two games against mayo. Yeah, so what you're telling me is that the majority of my time that I spent on the Splatfest was worthless. It was pointless. Like, I couldn't believe, like, when I figured that out, I was like, what's the point? Like, well, it, did, like, you, did you get king or queen? Yeah, I got king. You got king? Yeah. Have you logged in since? No, I know what the point is. But the problem that I have is that the majority of matches that were played for the Splatfest were not counted. Right. Like, I want to know, if you want to like decide a winner this way, that's fine, but I would also like to know the total amount of matches played and like how many times Ketchup won, even if it was Ketchup versus Ketchup, because like, like to me it's like, okay, not enough people picked Mayo. Like, it should have been a landslide. And if Ketchup versus Ketchup, and, and obviously one team of Ketchup won and one team Ketchup lost, I get you wipe that. But, like, so what you're telling me, though, is that because all of those have no standing whatsoever, but, le- but you let the matchmaking happen because otherwise it would take hours to find a game, then you want to side with the weaker side every time because, because the majority of matches played by the, major- by the team with, you know, 70% to 20% is it, it, it's wasted. Yeah. So for me, it was like, well, it would have been so much easier to win. And here's the thing. If you're on the winning side or not, you get the same like reward, I believe. I don't think Mayo, the people that picked Mayo got anything extra than what we got. I don't think you get a reward for the actual Splatfest itself. I think you got for positioning of how high you made it in your catch-up power. Right, which is which is splat flashed related. Right. So yeah, like you, as long as you got the king queen of whatever side, you got you know your twenty some yeah twenty one um, shells, shells or whatever. Yeah, 
and you can use those to add add. This is aren't you excited about this? Yeah. You can actually add. Um, yeah. So if you have like an armor or weapon or something that has like two slots and you want to give it that third slot, you can do that. You want to scrub them and change them and re-roll them and think like that's you can do all of that with these shells and, and stuff like that. But and chunks and all this other shit that they have. But yeah. nonetheless, it was fun. But I just kind of felt like kind of cheated when it all came out, and I was like, wait a minute, how does seventy three percent ketchup lose that close and then it, it, and then like you said we figured it out where all the matches that were ketchup versus ketchup were just canceled out and i'm like i mean it makes sense but it's kind of dumb i just think the whole basis behind splatfest is kind of dumb like yeah i guess i would be better off if they just don't have a percentage of who picked what like if they were just like hey the team games this team won and the solo games, this team won, and so that this team wins. Like, why do we need to know that there's seventy three to twenty seven percent, or whatever? Yeah, like I think the numbers skewed. Like that's what bothered me was because it gave us the numbers. I was like, how the hell does a team that has seventy three percent of the population lose? Because seventy two percent of those were all the scrubs. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. Like, all the good players went mayo. But, like, right. but at the same time, it's just, like, because there were so many more matches that were ketchup versus ketchup, because you could only queue up so many mayo ketchup matches be- due to the fact that there was the imbalance, that I didn't choose to play ketchup versus ketchup. If I could choose, I would have gone against mayo every time. But you couldn't because there's only X amount of games that can be played due to this, like, lopsided thing. So Mathematically? This- Close to half the catcher players at any given time would be in a catcher versus catcher match. Exactly. Half. That's yeah. 50% of all the players yeah. playing Splatfest were in catcher versus catcher matches. So that really means that only half of the possible pool of players was at any given time affecting the Splatfest. Yeah, I think, and, and this is going to be, this might come out, like people might not like my idea here, but I think when a Splatfest comes around, if, 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 the, if when it launches, you log in, you'll have the ability to pick a side. But once a certain level of players hit one side, it locks out and you basically have to pick the other side to try to balance this so that your Splatfest actually is fun. Like, again, we had this red ink versus white ink only for the Splatfest. I saw it a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I, didn't get, I didn't get to play with the red ink as much as I thought I was going to. I got orange and green because when it was ketchup versus ketchup, it just randomized your colors like normal game. And so for me, I was kind of like, even like this like special color that, you know, is unique to Splatoon 2 and it's never been done, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't even get to enjoy it. That's like, but if I was on the Mayo side, I would have enjoyed it every single match. I would have pretty much every single match. There had been very minimal, like, there wouldn't have been an opportunity for me to play against Mayo. Well, plus, if I was Mayo. Plus, the matchmaking is broken because every player that played depending on how you did win loss you got a ketchup or a mayo power and then you took the four people on your team and you added their ketchup or mayo power together and that was your total power for that team right and then they tried to match make you with a mayo or ketchup of the opposite side of that same power to make it fair so you don't want like people that are all real good against all the people that are doing really bad but there were so few Mayo players that they have to throw whatever Mayo players against whatever ketchup players they could. So your matchmaking that you created for this whole Splatfest is just broken at that point. 
yeah, it was. I somehow. What was that? That was me. Oh, okay. I somehow like. I played solo a little bit, right? We had a power outage and like, a, and I got disconnected from everybody that was playing. And so I tried to finish getting to my king status solo, and I was getting teamed up. It'd be like level 30, 30, level 28, level 24 on the other team, and it'd be level 2, 8, and I was a 16, you know, and like, and then obviously another player. But I'm like, where are you getting these matchmaking? And then we, and I'm like, well, it has to be the power, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's matching us off the power. I get in, 1400 power on my team, 1710 on their team. 300 difference. Yeah. We got. We got spawn camped. They, they pushed us in so bad that we couldn't even spawn and get out of our square. And it was in that new map that they gave us that was that exclusive. Shift, yeah, whatever. exclusive to just the event. I was like, man, this is super frustrating. You know, and it slowed down my progression because I'm only getting two points on a loss versus like six to eight points on a win. I had fun, but again, I'm just like, I'm starting to realize, and I think we talked about this a little bit, but I'm starting to realize that Splatoon 2 is not this epic, great win for Nintendo. No. It's it's just, it's another, like... It's Splatoon it's, it's 1. Kind of, and I love Splatoon. On a split. I love on a Switch. Spl- I on love, a split. Yeah, on a split, right. <laughs> on a, on a, but I love Splatoon, right? We, we've already discussed that. The, the mechanics, the fun, it's, it's there. But the restrictions... That, that are placed in front of us is just mind-boggling why they're even there. Like, example, why, why is Salmon Run a, 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 a behind a wall? Yep. It's an exclusive, like, hey, during these time periods or during these days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, whatever, it's open. Like, I, why? I honestly think the only reason they did that is because the perks that you get from doing salmon run will give you better gear or build out your gear the way you want it and they don't want people to just basically steamroll salmon run and become super op and then just leave behind i can steamroll salmon run locally though i can just have you come over my house have ethan come over my house dad i come over my house and we can all sit down and play locally and we and we still get the punch cards we still get the the progression that i can then turn in for the bonus at the at the at the uh whatever the window when when they are actually open like so why did I pay $60 for you to limit my access to the game when you say so? And and it's one thing for you to bring a, bring a level around for Splatfest and then take it away. But guess what? You don't have enough levels in this game. You didn't bring some of the levels from Splatoon 1, which would have been super easy, in my opinion, just to, to repurpose a few of the favorite, fan-favorite levels. You want to make it super cool? Add two more levels that came from Splatoon 1, and before the game came out, go to, you threw it on the website, and you let the fans vote out of these four, you know, six levels which two are going to come to Splatoon 2. And that way, at least you had two more maps, because I feel like I'm playing the same damn maps. Oh, I mean, it is. like Even, even though they cycle them, they change the maps, it's like... You're either getting A or B. Like, that's what it yeah. is, right? There's hey, not that much variety yeah. right now. Here's, here's these two maps, and if you don't like them, wait two hours, and then we'll give you the other two maps you don't like. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. It, like, for me, I'm just I'm a, little, I'm a little bit upset about this. Nonetheless, we, we played Splatfest, put a lot of time into it. It was pretty much our Saturday. But, the, but I did play something that I wanted to um, rip Nintendo apart some more. And I dusted off my Wii U. 
there's been a lot of talk in the Discord that we were looking for some sort of game that was cooperative and we could have fun with. And, you know, that was one reason why Marvel Omega got brought up and we're having fun with it. But someone brought up Monster Hunter. Uh, Monster Hunter Ultimate. Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate for the Wii U. I was like, oh, I have that game. And then all of a sudden, Ecto had the game. And then all of a sudden, Chops bought the game. And then Brick and, Brick and Mortar went out and picked up the game. We got four people. Oh, okay, let's all hook up our Wii U, update them, and we'll meet everybody tonight for, and, and we'll give this a try. 30 to 40 minutes after we got online, and we're using the Discord, we're using the Discord talk because we're not about to use the Wii U chat, okay? We all know that that doesn't work. So we're talking, we're, we're all on the game, we're like, yeah, I made my character, what do we do, what do we do? 30 minutes, Google and YouTube later, we were finally able to figure out how to play the game together. Hmm. I almost, we almost gave up before we even got into the room together. Once we got into the room, things got even more interesting. And there, like, here's the thing. Monster Hunter has a learn, learning curve. If you've never played a Monster Hunter game, there's a lot of things that are just like, they're silly, but they're 100% Monster Hunter. So like example, I'm going to give you this item, Jazzy, and, you like, and I'm holding it and it's flashing in my hand and you walk up to me and you're like, can't take it. Can't take it. Uh, I don't know how to get the item from you. Oh, well, that's because your your weapon is out. You have to, like, sheath your weapon, and then you can take the item. So, like, there's things like that that are... That, are, that, that is Monster Hunter, and it's always been Monster Hunter. So you have to kind of change your thinking process about, about how a game works when you're playing a Monster Hunter. But after that, and we actually got to play this game, it was a lot of fun. We, got to, we, we played for a few hours. We did a couple quests where we went, we went hunting our first monster, which was a motherfucker. We still haven't beat him, actually. But we did, we did complete a few other quests that were fun. And, and, this, and because of it, this monster is driving us where we're going to play this game again because we want to beat this, this like pelican dilophosaurus-looking thing. I, I can't... And, and it's fire-based, and it's just messing us up. But nonetheless... The Wii U failed, not because it was a bad system, not even necessarily because of the, the piss-poor marketing. It failed because some of the mechanics to just play together, to just play a game, are so ass-backwards that I, I couldn't... I, I literally was laughing hysterically once we finally figured out why we couldn't play and how, and how to do it. Uh, uh, you know... Along with just getting each other to be friends, you know, it's not as easy. It's not as easy as PlayStation Network or anything. So we had to make sure that we were all friends first of all on the Wii U, which I had none because, again, I didn't know anybody with the Wii U besides Jazzy. So, like, I was like, all right, well, first we got to get everybody as friends, and then we got to figure out how to even get in the game. After we did, it was fun. It's the first time I've really put a lot of like effort into a Monster Hunter game, and I, uh, I'm looking forward to like Monster Hunter Worlds on the PS4 when it comes out next year. Because, like, we'll play this game, we'll have fun with it, but, like, it's really made me like the, the group strategy that you have to play, and these bosses are not easy. It's like, it's like, hey, you got 50 minutes to beat this monster. And you're like, all right, guys, we're going to probably need this 15 minutes. Like, we're really going to, it's going to, we're going to cut this close unless we get a couple lucky, you know, shot, weak, weak shots or critical hits or whatever, right? And so, like, it's a fun game when you have four people, and that's why I think, uh, it'll be easier for more of us to get into Monster Hunter Worlds, but for now we have this four people squad going, and w you know we'll keep you updated as we uh, hopefully finally beat a monster. 
But stream it. It's really interesting. The AI of these creatures are crazy. Like the you know we're playing on a Wii U, and it's just like the 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 way that the monster will adapt and start to change its tactics and attack like range characters you know uh, set priority on certain players and things like that it's a lot of fun because it's not easy and the multi tier of each monster because you can break off pieces of the monster and then they'll change their habits based off that as well and they flee so like as they start to get hurt they'll leave and you have to hunt, and then you're in this world of like sections uh, and you have to go find them again and and he'll like certain ones can heal themselves and stuff like that. So like you're like, oh god, we gotta run him down before he heals too much. Otherwise, this last thirty minutes that we just put into him is completely wasted. We're gonna fail the quest, you know. So it's uh it's cool. I, I'm I'm enjoying it for the first time ever. I can sit there and say I'm enjoying Monster Hunter. But yeah, well that's what we've been playing. You can always let us know what you're playing on the Discord. Cable, how do you how do people get get on the Discord? Exclamation point Discord on the chat. Man. I was hoping there was a little more explanation than that, but it's that easy, guys. Or you go to MotorCityGaming.com, and right on the homepage, you're going to see a button that says Join MCG Discord. It's free. Come hang out. Come talk video games every day with people across the world. Simple if, as that. If you don't have a video game community that you're part of, if you don't have people that you game with online, why not get involved with the Motor City Gaming community? We have new people joining every single week. We try to be an accepting community and get people in and get people playing games with us. Just like Grim was talking about, got a squad of people together that are hopping on playing Wii U. You can connect with different people no matter what video game system you're playing on. If you're a PC gamer, if you're you know still on last gen, if you're if you're up to date and you bought a Switch, doesn't matter. We want to game with you online. Get in our Discord and become part of the Motor City Gaming community. Yeah, brick and mortar. After we finished uh, playing that, playing Monster Hunter the other night. Basically went into the Discord and said, in the, conf- in the confession channel said, that is the longest I've ever played my Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. We got to take a dead system and have some fun with it, more so than, again, than we ever have. Um, and it looks like Mario Maker might be making the next, it might be the next push for the Wii U where we're going to have some fun with Mario Maker. Uh, so if you have a Wii U, join the Discord and start talking to us. I'll, uh, I'll come over and hang out while Mario Maker's going down because I'm a Mario Maker fan. Exactly. You can influence the show and get early access to GameZilla Alpha by supporting us on Patreon.com slash GameZilla Podcast like EA Spuds, who says, Hey, GameZilla dudes, last weekend Splatfest left a lot of Team Ketchup members sad that due to a close percentage of win-loss ratio, unfortunately lost them the glory. My question to you guys is, what topic would you like to see on the next Splatfest? If I had a chance to pitch in, it would be... Twix left versus right. Nice. So left Twix versus right Twix. Uh, From the Ketchup King, EA Spuds. P.S. Grim, I hope you're doing well. Thanks, buddy. Um, Cable, since you're not paying attention, I want your answer first. I am paying attention. This is like classroom right here, right? I was paying attention. Okay, so what's what's your option? Mr. Grimlock just being a dick. (laughs) Right. um, Dick hmm. Lock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jazzy! Every once in a while, you get something decent. <laughs> uh, hmm. I don't know. I thought about this question when I was on my way over too. Uh, I don't know if it's something lame like vanilla versus chocolate, but something peanut butter versus chocolate. There you go. Uh, bananas versus peanut butter. Peanut butter versus bananas. 
You can't have a fruit against a candy. Who would ever pick the fruit? I'd pick bananas. Damn it, Jazzy! <laughs> All right, so, Jazzy, uh, what, what would your option be? Man, what? there's only three they can do that would be super epic and that we need to know the answer I just to. want one. You can't even give me three. Just the one. I want to do three. No, because what happens if it's one of his? It won't be. He's, he doesn't think on my level. Fine, go fast. Go. Okay, Coke versus Pepsi. Okay, can't do it. Nike Trademark. versus Adidas. Can't do it. Trademark. The Gamezilla podcast versus The Legend of Retro. That now one I like. Now we're talking. <laughs> And actually, I like them all, and mine's going to be trademark issue anyways, but uh, Deadeye, what do you got? Rock and roll versus hip-hop. Okay, that's cool. I like that. That one I could actually see them doing, genre-based yeah. genre for yeah, sure. Yeah, genre? Uh, I, I, I was just going to go with the simple one. It was Marvel versus DC. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I want to do that one. Again, would never happen, but I think it'd be cool. Also, we'd have another one of those 75-25 <laughs> scenarios. I don't know. I do. I'd be, oh, there's a lot of DC a, fans out there. Man. I'd be real interested, actually, because like we we all make fun of their of their you know their movies right now because they've they've missed quite a bit. Wonder Woman excluded. She's you know she's the new uh, the new pedestal the new, the new mark. But still haven't seen it. But um, you know overall though, I mean their comic books and stuff like that and their universe is still loved by by. Millions, dozens, Do- dozens. I'm actually by six. I'm actually interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, half six <laughs> and a half people. I'm actually interested if it wasn't ketchup versus mayo and it was ketchup versus mustard. It would have been what the out. the difference would have been because I would have went mustard way before I would have went mayo. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm ketchup wondering, and mustard would have been way closer for me. Absolutely. Like I mean, I still would have. Sided with ketchup in the sense that you use ketchup for more. Pikachu loves ketchup, so I don't even know why you guys would pick anything but ketchup and side against Pikachu. Yeah. The other problem I think with this game is now that we know that if you pick ketchup and I don't, we have we cannot play together. Right. So now you're getting people that are just picking one side. Like how many people actually wanted to pick mayo, but pick ketchup because they wanted to play with their friends? Yeah, exactly. Like that was me. I, I think Splatfest has there's some issues with Splatfest that need to be, and I don't have an answer how you're gonna fix it. But right now it's a little bit, ju- it's just a little bit junky right now. I I, I'm, I don't know. I would even be okay if like, hey, we have a group of four, five or six of us or whatever, and we want to play together, but we're a mix of ketchup and mayo. Like that's fine. I'll play against you guys. Just like fill in the rest of the team. For or. Us. You let people pick the side they want, but you let them play together. And if a team is divided, let's say you have two ketchup, two mayo, and you just the color gets randomized, whatever again, right? But if that happened, then because it's percentage based, then half half the percentage goes to mayo, half the percentage goes to ketchup, right? Like if if that team won, like you're 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 losing half of your winning power because you're just you're making the choice of queuing up with half the op, the opposing team, right? I mean it's. It's not necessarily a great idea, but like, I don't, I don't have a fix for you. Otherwise, you're going to keep having these weird, weird lopsided matches. I think. I don't know, but that's a good question. There's, there's a lot of good, a lot. I mean, I remember some of them from Splatoon One, and and thinking, and Splatoon One didn't do nearly as good of a job with with what a Splatfest was. It was just kind of like this side thing that happened. Right. Like half the time I never yeah. even bothered. Cats versus dogs. And then you did it and there was like no there reason to say, cats won, okay, cool, what, what, right. what do you win? Nothing. Right. They've done a better job with at least making it like an event. Now um, they got to balance it. What about color? Since we went like like kind of genre, what about colors? Like if you That's racist, man. Never mind. <laughs> 
Because DC versus would be red versus blue. And I was thinking for his, like, what would the colors be? Well, Coke and Pepsi would be red and blue. Yeah, you could do yeah. red and blue. Um, and then what was your, uh, Nike, Nike Adidas? Adidas. So orange and orange, black. Orange and then Adidas could be like uh, baby blue. That'd be cool. I always think of sky blue when I think of Adidas. Yeah. And then Gamezilla would clearly be red. And then the Legend, Legend Retro, Retro would be brown. Poop, poop brown. Brown, yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like when I'm curious to see how quickly, and and I know it's going to happen because I'm going to say it now. I'm curious, curious to see how quickly someone in the Discord runs to the the Legend oh, yeah. of Retro it's channel and and tells on us that we're talking shit about him. <clears throat> All right. Well, thanks for the question, EA Spuds. And thanks for all the uh, supporters on Patreon. We're moving into August here, getting ready to do our next game giveaway, getting ready to do our next uh, MCG Fight Club, which is a new segment that we're adding to Patreon. And, um, of course, we have an announcement to make. Uh, Deadite brought it up to my attention and said, do we want, do we want to, to uh, do this? I said, absolutely. So what are we about to queue up? We're going to queue it up right here. This is a new Patreon perk launching soon but it's being announced today today if you are a patron member this is exciting and we're doing all levels i don't think we're i don't think this is a restriction to like a ten dollar link uh, like, uh, if if we have to section it off the if you're at the ten dollar you get point, first, you have you have priority, priority. yeah yeah just because of just because of limited spaces okay so here it is you've asked for it people have been wondering if it's coming back people love it Final Fantasy Football is coming back, but it's coming back to Patreon. So that's right. If you're a patron member and you want to join us in some Final Fantasy Football this year, aka Fantasy Football, in case you're confused, this is how you're going to get entry. You automatically get a spot if you're a patron. So we are going to be reaching out to our patrons. We're going to be seeing who wants to partake in the league. We're going to be scheduling a draft, and we're going to have an epic fantasy football season coming up here so spots are going to be limited and like Deadite said if we get a abundance of people that want in the the higher tier patrons will get priority and then we'll fill it in as goes on uh, there will be some gamezilla members in there i don't know if jazzy will be because he gets too stressed out about it so yeah he does suck man yeah he'll he'll draft like maurice jones drew he's retired he'll still draft them I, yeah, I will. He'll, I like, dra- he'll, I draft, like he'll draft Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> that gap in the music was perfect. He's like, yeah, I will. Right, yeah. in, the, right in the music yeah. cut. <laughs> yeah, I like me some Jones Drew. But yeah, we're really excited. We're going to get everybody in. We're going to have some um, prizes to give away and everything at the end of the season. So it, it'll just be a good time. We, we've had fun with uh, Final Fantasy football the last two years that we've done it, or three years. I can't we might have done it every year now. Maybe maybe we'll find some, again, just spitball, maybe we'll find a way to live stream our draft on Twitch where for, oh, yeah. the, for oh, the team members that are doing it, we'll do it here from the yeah. studio. Which means that, which means people that are drafting elsewhere, you'll, you'll be able to see it live Draft on Central. Draft Central. That'd be here. pretty sweet. Gamezilla. Oh, man. Since I clearly am not going to be involved in this because I football baffles me, I will grab one of the microphones. He'd draft David Beckham is what he would do. Dude, wrong sport. Shout out. Shout out. Drogba, Drogba, Drogba. Shout out, Mark Messi. I'm going to take one of the mics and unplug it, and then I'm just going to go up and do like 
pull, yeah. pull somebody off in the kitchen and, or something. And, and do with like, the yeah. third pick of the Motor City Gaming yeah. perfect. Fantasy perfect. Football then Draft. Like, then I'll pull like Ethan in the kitchen and be like, man, talk to me about your third we'll draft pick. We'll like, what were actually, you thinking? <laughs> we'll actually use the other webcam since Cable never uses his. I don't. I don't know if it works. We'll actually point in a different direction. Oh my God, there he is! In case anybody want to know what Cable looks like, you're so missing. Handsome. If you're listening on iTunes, Bye. you're missing out, and that's why you need to be hanging out Monday nights on Twitch.tv, Gamezilla Podcast. All right, so that's the announcement. We'll have more details coming out soon on Patreon on the website, so you'll be able to uh, you'll be getting a, a direct messages to see uh, gauge who's interested, and we'll be then selecting a date for the draft. And we'll get it rolling. It's gonna it's gonna be a good time. Motor City Gaming Fantasy Football has been a good time in the past, and uh, opening up to Patreon, and uh, you know, I think I think this is gonna be our best year of Final Fantasy Football so far by getting our patrons involved. Absolutely, without a so. doubt. All right, well that's uh, that's that. I think we need to thank our sponsor. DetroitBeardCollective.com. It is the number one website in the entire world for <laughs> buying facial hair care products that are made in Detroit and marketed as Detroit Beard Collective. Fact. Bar none. That is factual information. I checked the facts twice. He's right. It's not fake news. It's real news. It's DetroitBeardCollective.com. Go there. Order your uh, your beard elixir. There's a bunch of different great scents that you can pick. So you can read the description. Pick the one that uh, you know. You like, you think your nose will like the best. Have it sent to you in a beard crate. Pick all your favorite scents shipped right to your door in a package that is perfect for you, and you will save when you bundle it in a beard crate. And uh, all your friends here at MotorCityGaming.com, we're helping you save even more. Use the checkout code MCGaming to save 20% on orders $25 or more. So that's MCGaming at checkout to save 20% orders $25 or more. And that is DetroitBeardCollective.com. Go there and shop today. All right, well, Boom, we, back at it. We, we've had a, yeah, I know, we missed you, man. Boom. Like, yeah, that was a way better I'm intro. I'm back slinging it. See, I told you, Jazzy, this is why we let, this is why we let Deadeye do it. Slinging it. just work. can't, we're not on his level when it comes to promos. Man, mine last week was bad. Pretty awful. Yeah. All right, well, we had a, a long intro for this show, so let's get right into some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right. First up, PlayStation 4's Horizon Zero Dawn DLC. The Frozen Wilds is getting a release date November 7th. November 7th, we are going to be able to go north, everyone. We're going to be going north. We're going into the snow, and we're going to get more story, we're getting more gear, and you're saving some money right now if you pre-order this. If you hop on a PlayStation Network right now and lock in this pre-order of the DLC, you're going to save yourself 5 bucks. So right out the gate, it's supposed to be 20 Not doing it. Locking in for 15 Not doing it right now. Why? Because I did it about an hour ago. There you go. That <laughs> makes sense. Not only do you get to save some money, but you're also going anyone that pre-orders it is going to receive a special Banak Aloy Avatar. Banuk. Just just throwing it out there. Yeah. Banuk Aloy <laughs> Avatar for use on PSN. I just let you know, anytime you correct me, I never believe you. So it's cool. It's very smug of him to correct you. He's the one wearing the Geico gaming shirt. Man, I'm super pumped for this DLC. <laughs> I can't wait to have this in my hands. I love that they're going north where like the shaman people are because I was super intrigued by those people in the normal game and feel like 
they didn't really get enough time, enough enough play in the in the actual game. So I'm excited we're going back up there. Excited that there's some giant beast, which I have my thoughts of what it could be, but I'm not going to spoil it, so I won't say it. Um, plus, I uh, get a cool uh, discount and uh, yeah. So you get the new okay. area. You get the all new area, which is uh, which is in the north. You're getting side quests. You're getting new gear. And uh, and continues story, so that's uh, that's exciting. I'm I'm hoping yeah. it continues to unravel the mystery that is Horizon Zero Dawn. Game of the year. It's very. It's got a chance, man. I'm not. I'm not going to argue there. It's got a chance. Next, next news article: Dragon Quest Builders Two, coming to the PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. And this is all that you need to know. Now. With multiplayer, this is huge. So, yeah. uh, Dragon Quest Builders was a game that not that like I didn't put a lot of time into it, but uh, but Legend of Retro uh, co-host Xander loved this game. Did a full write up on our blog on MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. It's a great it's a great Minecraft with story mode with a with a Dragon Quest skin, and he loved it. Saw great potential, and multiplayer was one of the big things that he said was missing, and that, that it would have just it would have gave it that perfect score almost if it would have that. And here you go, Dragon Quest Builders Two with multiplayer, and it's coming to the Nintendo Switch, which I think is super cool. This is another one of those games where I think you can have a lot of fun with it on the go, and the because of the multiplayer functionality, you're gonna you're gonna be able to play with friends both online, locally, and, and just be able to share the Dragon Quest world together i think it's uh it's super smart and it's a perfect fit for the switch i'm playing this with xander because it's on the switch like i'm super pumped for this i had no thought in my mind that i would ever play this game until they said hey it's multiplayer and it's on the switch now yeah and it's up to four players will be able to play cooperatively uh in, in an adventure so like it's it's the next you know it's a it's a new just like we were talking about Monster Hunter, right? Like on the Wii U, we were looking for that game where four of us can go together and just and play. So much now turns into competition, right? And so like sometimes <laughs> you just want to run Diablo 3 or whatever and just mindlessly run dungeons together and have fun. And, you know, it's it, Destiny, yeah, like we had the story mode, but most of the time we ended up in Crucible. Overwatch is competitive. And like so, you know, a lot of these games that we play – Mario Kart, Splatoon, all competitive, right? And and we already discussed the problems with Splatoon where we can't be on the same team. Uh, th- that's the reason why we went back to League, actually. We, yeah. we threw on Splatoon, and we played 10 matches. In those 10 matches where Grim and I queued together, guess how many times we were on the same team? Two. Twice, exactly. <laughs> yep. Two out of ten times we were on the same team. So we were like, this is dumb. Let's play a game where we can actually be on the same team, and then we fired up League. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we don't have details on uh, further on the game, but we, once we get some some more release dates and, and stuff like that, we'll we'll update you. But next story: Middle Earth Shadow of Wars Nemesis system will have microtransactions. <laughs> so this is the game, mind you, that just got that got delayed. Right? We they pushed this game because they needed to clean it up. They needed to make it better. They needed to fix some things. They needed to add microtransactions, <laughs> man. <laughs> right. So here's my problem. Okay, like this is this is a huge blow to this game. This game does not 
need microtransactions. You are, Not unless you sell it at the $20 price point. You are the greediest sons of bitches in the world for adding this to the main, the main mechanic of the game. So... The, the Nemesis system, which you played the original, right? Correct. Okay. This is the expanded version of it, the, the improved version from the first game. Mm-hmm. And it now has microtransactions. So that means that that's, that's how they improved it. But, <laughs> but um, so according to the studio's official, annou- official announcements, players can purchase loot chests, war chests, <laughs> and XP boosts and bundles through the market to strengthen their army. So it's not, it's not, okay, I'm all about microtransactions in the sense that it's cosmetic. It's cosmetic, right. Right? It doesn't affect yeah. gameplay. It doesn't affect your power level, things like that. This is the exact opposite. Yep, it's pay you to can, win. Yeah, it's pay to win. And, and of course, now, now, mind you, before anybody jumps down our throat, we understand you can earn currency in the game. But any game that has a microtransaction functionality in it, the grind to earn in-game is always horrible. It's always astronomically more and just difficult to even earn certain, you know, small things. So, you know, you don't put in a microtransaction and then make it easy to earn in-game currency because then guess what? No one's going to pay. No one's going to buy your microtransactions. No one's going to pay for it. And that's that's completely the opposite result that you want. The, the problem I have here is that you can strengthen your army and what they don't clarify, that this is where this is where it all goes downhill to me. What they don't verify is that Middle Earth Shadow of War has a ranked online mode now. That's the other announcement. So I can buy loot boxes and chests and XP boosts and speed my game up because I'm not patient and I don't want the 40 to 60 hours of gameplay. I want 10 hours of gameplay because I'm stupid. And because you want to pay more to have a shorter game. And because of it, I am going to ruin other people's experience online when they can't even play the mode because so many people have gone and done this bullshit. This is what this this is what has killed games in the past. Now, now Shadow of War will have a story mode, right? So I'm not saying like you're going to break your entire game, but any online feature that has anything to do with PVP, you have just unbalanced the game in my opinion because yeah. you've given a path for these people that just they don't they just throw money at games for no no reason. And you've ruined it for the for the majority of other players that were super excited for this game. I'd be super surprised if it wasn't in the ranked online mode because the way the online mode works is you're basically sending your army to storm the castle, and then however many orcs in your army dies, you don't get them back. Like yeah, they're so just here's gone. the other kicker. So now they're going to be like, hey, you want to know what? You went and stormed this castle. You failed. You lost all of your armies. So instead of grinding them back up, you could just buy them. Right, but here's the problem. Like, let me let me let me make sure that people understand this. You lose them in the entire game. Yeah, you can't even so use them in your story that army that you just lost online, you can't use in the story mode anymore. It's gone. And what happens when you're successful online? What do you get? Do you know, Jazzy? Absolutely nothing. You get loot boxes, war chests, and XP boosts. Oh wait, to make you more powerful. You get the things that you can buy, which tells me, guess what? The things that you can buy will be usable in the rank mode because they're the same things you get for winning the rank mode. Mm -hmm. It it sounds horrible. And so I found this article. I could not believe that what? We're we're not even that far from this game coming out that they announced this this late. And I spent some time in the forum uh, um, of of this article, and it was just people going, well, 
canceling my pre-order. You ruined this game. Like, people were... There was nobody excited for this decision. So, like, again, this decision was a was a developer and a publisher, realistically a publisher, that basically is money-hungry and doesn't think a $60 game is going to make them the money that they that they deserve or, or just are greedy for. Like... I'm sorry. This is a this is a game ruiner. It's a game ruiner, period. And I'm I'm just I I'm I'm pissed that this came out today to tell us that a game that was critically acclaimed, the first game was was huge. Yeah. And now the second game is not even out yet, and it's already getting just lit up because of this decision. If I do play it, I won't be doing any of the online at all. Yeah, it's just and so there you go. You're buying a sixty dollar game again, and you're not getting you're not getting the full experience. Full experience, yeah. All right, next. Keep playing Zelda, Jazzy. Next story. Next news story. Prey patch fixes PS4 performance issues. So if you were a fan of Prey or you were excited to play Prey on the console, especially, you knew there was some major problems. A lot of people did could not finish the game. There's just too much uh, shuddering and screen tearing and just uh, just horrible bugs. Patches come out now that fixes it all. So if you're looking, if you if Prey was something that you're interested in and you kind of stayed away because of the early reviews and, and all the, the remarks about some of the performance, it's all fixed, it's live, and you can go enjoy Prey now. I, I've watched some of the gameplay. I've played a little bit of Prey, and I can tell you it's it's a very interesting game. It just was it was hindered by the bugs that they, they needed to take care of. So Here's yeah. my problem with this. This is patch 1.5, or whatever, however they're, they're rating it. Why did it take them this long to fix that? Like, this should have been, like, the first patch. Unless it was a I mean, let's be honest, unless they needed this much time to fix it. Right. You know, I don't I don't know what it took for them yeah. to fix this. I'm just thinking because you've got additional content and stuff that they put into the games in the previous patches, so it just makes me wonder like, hey Bethesda and what Arcane Arcane? Uh, Arcane, yeah. Um, why the hell did it take five patches for you to actually fix the actual game when you've given us additional stuff in patches previous? I can answer that for you in one one way, and the, and you're not gonna like it, but I can tell you that the additional content that came out in those patches was already on that disc, and you literally uh, got a key. Yeah, it, it literally true. was a true. key to unlock to unlock DLC that was preloaded. Yep. That that's that's the only answer. Like that's the like. If it really was that they developed it, then that's just ass backwards. But I don't believe that. I believe that this was just content already created that they decided they were going to release in pieces. And, uh, and yeah. then it took them this long to fix their game that had major flaws. And that's just a shame that a um, developer and publisher of, of this level would let, a, yeah. game, would Beth- let a game through like that. Yeah, Bethesda's like playing with the big boys now. Like you'd expect them to catch stuff like this. Yeah. So, but anyways, if you want to play it, it sounds like it's um, actually playable now. Now functioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. My next story I have here is just, it's more interesting than, than anything we really need to know. But Dragon Quest Eleven came out in Japan last week. And in two days, it sold 2 million copies. <laughs> just in Japan. That's insane. <laughs> so... One million, one million per day between the PS4 and the 3DS. And it was almost a 50-50. Uh, the 3DS won, it out, won out by like 100,000 copies. Oh, I was going to ask if you have the... 
Yeah, so so the, the total number is uh, two million eighty thousand eight hundred six copies, and the split was one million one hundred thirty thousand copies to the 3DS and nine hundred fifty thousand copies to the PS4. Ain't Sasha excited for this game? I believe so. Yeah, this is this is a big game. He's for, a big Dragon Quest yeah. guy. So, um, this is pretty crazy because I wanted the reason why I brought this up is that to to compare it, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild sold two hundred thirty. 1,000 copies in the first three days on both Wii U and Nintendo Switch here. <laughs> and, I mean, that game was a big hit. Even after twenty, after the first 28 days of the launch, it was 1.3 million in North America. In two days, Dragon Quest blew that yeah. out of the water. You just have to think about how many. One, the install base of both those platforms, there's, hun- there's you know. True. Millions of well, come on, man! Everybody had a three, Wii U. Yeah, there's millions of 3DSs, millions of PS4s, and this article really does show this is one of the leading franchises. It's 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 the Japanese game. It's, isn't it? This isn't Dragon Quest like their official game? Yeah, it's huge. It. I thought like there was something special about right, Dragon Quest. I know someone who is actually knowledgeable about this is going to call me out, but I thought this was like considered their national game. He's in yeah. chat. Yeah, is, this, is, Sasha, is Sasha correcting me? He's not, he hasn't yeah. said anything yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dragon Quest is is huge in in Japan. Nonetheless, we'll wait for we'll wait to see if Sasha chimes in on anything. But uh, if it, anything, he might have even told yeah. me that. And we will see we will see a West release uh, in 2018 of Dragon Quest 11, though unlikely to mirror such incredible sales um, as what we've seen here in Japan. But but still, it, it is making its way to uh, to us in 2018. But Wasn't there some crazy analytic too that at some point Zelda Breath of the Wild had sold more copies on the Switch and Wii U than actual Switch and Wii U units were out? It was the Switch. It was, they were just talking the Switch, and it, yeah, and there was more copies of the game so, bought than Switch units bought. That's crazy. And I mean, like you think about people though, like like the glitch, right? The glitch has multiple uh, Switch games. He still doesn't yet, but he's just buying them to add them to his collection. He doesn't even have a Switch yet, right? So I mean, like I get, I get it, but but the number was quite. It was significant. Yeah, it was, there like, was, there was, it was like, like a couple hundred thousand. I thought. No, no, no. because there's only two hundred thirty thousand sold. It was like it was like ten thousand copies, which is still is nothing. Like ten thousand right. extra copies over systems. And but let's be honest, how many people went to a store hoping to get a Switch? It didn't, but still maybe bought Zelda, because they knew they were going to get a Switch. Yeah, it's true. So you know, like that. That's and one to way this to look day. At it. They're still waiting. <laughs> that's true. That is true. And Sasha did chime in. He said, um, "Dragon Quest is Japan's culture itself." There you go. There you go. So, that is false. See, it's Godzilla. I son know, of a bitch. <laughs> I know things about stuff. Okay, guys. <laughs> I know things about stuff. You guys think I'm a moron, but I know stuff. All right. Sasha probably texted him before the show, like, "Hey, man, I'm you excited. Throw this out there. You I'm excited for it to uh, You don't need to blow up my inside <laughs> connection to Sasha. Yeah. We're boys, all right. All right. Next story: Destiny Two partners with Rockstar and Pop Tarts for exclusive rewards. Not the developer. Contest. Not the beverage company. Yeah, the beverage company, not Rockstar Games. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> All right, so we've seen this in the past, right? We've yeah, there we go. Let's let's give them some promo here. We've seen this in the past. It's nothing new, but I wanted to bring it up because I like I feel like this might be a little bit. It's different. It's different this time around. 
So we've seen it for Call of Duty. We've seen it even for Destiny in the back in the past. We've seen it for Titanfall 2, which is what we were talking about in the Discord with Mountain Dew. Or Gotta whatever. drink the Dew to get the codes to play the game. Yeah. So this time around, it's Rock- Dew and Doritos. Yeah, this time around, it's Rockstar and Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Two brands that I honestly love deep in my heart. Yeah. And you're basically going to be getting XP boosts and some, with Rockstar, some potential uh, exclusive in-game items. Plus, Rockstar's really going all out. And they're going to be having some, like, epic giveaways where, like, example, win a motorcycle that looks like a sparrow. Win a, like, like legit life items, you know, that, that you'll be able to win. And that's, like, and the details aren't all out yet, just a few things. That's cool. That's something that they haven't done in the past, at least with Bungie. And, but the, the right out the gate, I'm almost like, do we really need XP boost and everything right out the gate for Destiny 2? Do we really need to accelerate a game that your past has shown that you cannot keep up with the content? <laughs> like, like I'm just kind of sitting back here. I'm like, yeah, A, I don't drink energy drinks anymore. And B, I try not to drink to eat sugary things anymore. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, well, both of these items are really nothing that I want to buy. And sure, I get a craving for Rockstar every once in a while. Like, I watch Dead Eye Drinking His right now, and it's like, man, that sounds kind of good. But then I think about my heart exploding, and I'm like, that sounds kind of bad. So I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not into that anymore. And, <laughs> right. So get the loot, have a heart. Get the loot, have a heart. <laughs> there's a lot of talk going on with, with Destiny about how it's different this time, right? And how they're going to make sure content is, is provided to us more consistently and, they, and they're making sure that that is news they're making sure that's getting out to the media so what do you also announce a way to accelerate your game and i'm yeah. just kind of like instantly i'm like anytime you do an xp boost and, ex- and in-game exclusives and things like in-game exclusive okay whatever as long as it's not like a broken item where it's like oh cool if i get that then i'm gonna have a huge advantage right like as long as it's not that then whatever. Maybe it's cool. Maybe it's good for a couple levels and then you're going to find something better and you move on with your life. Whatever. But the problem with the XP boost to me uh, with a game that's going to be on day one of launch that is that has had major issues with consistent content is that you're not Call of Duty. And you've actually come out and said you're not trying to be Call of Duty. Wee. And the thing about Call of Duty is that like... <laughs> Jazzy, when I say, hey, let's play Call of Duty. I say, go fuck yourself. I'm the first one at the door. Like, <laughs> let's go. Right. But, but, but what entails playing Call of Duty? It's multiplayer. Fun. It's multiplayer. Fun. Like, how, on, how, Cable, you can't even say that. How often? Getting teabagged by a 12-year-old online and just dying all the time isn't fun. There's nothing fun about Call of Duty. By the way, I got teabagged. In Splatoon. in Splatoon, oh yeah, that's the new thing. Yeah, wow. yeah. When they when they kill you, they basically spray the area with their ink, and then, and then they, they just up, up and down squid. Yeah, I was like, sons of bitches. Not Splatoon. I'm returning yep. it. Yep. I'm sending it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, anyways, <laughs> like, cable. Back. back to my question. When mm-hmm. I play Call of Duty, what mode am I playing? Uh, multiplayer. You're playing multiplayer, yeah. or you're playing zombies, right? Yeah. Which is also multiplayer. Like the story mode's there, but I mean, how many people are really buying Call of Duty for story? You're the only one in the world, and I know that's sar- and I know that's sarcasm. There's people, <laughs> there's people that play story, but again, 
when when you buy like I guess my example is and, and so no. like when I buy Gears of War, mm-hmm. which is a very popular multiplayer game, mm-hmm. I buy it for the story. Yeah, that's that's the primary that's primary yeah. purpose. When I bought Destiny, I bought it for the story. Yeah. I hated PvP at first. It was all about PVE, and but Call of Duty is PvP. Halo, for the most part, has become a PvP game. And so my whole thing here is that those XP boosts in those those categories work because it's the only thing. You're, you're progressing your, your what do they call it? Uh, uh, your crucible level. Prestige. Prestige, prestige. yeah, yeah. yeah. Prestige. And, and you know, you're doing all these things, and you get a little bit of an advantage here. But, but the, the XP Classic boost here... Yeah, you know me. The, the XP boost on day one for Destiny, where I believe is it's more of this ecosystem, this this delicate ecosystem that, that Bungie's trying to create, almost counteracts the reassurance that they're giving everybody about this. Don't worry, there's going to be content. And don't worry, when you do this, there's going to be more content. And don't worry, we're going to be giving more content on a consistent basis. But you can also progress faster. And, and you know what happens when you give a player, when you give a kid, or when you give someone that has money <laughs> the ability to speed shit up, they abuse the shit out of it, right? Like, let's talk about Taken King when they teamed up with Red Bull and they gave XP boosts. Jesse, we drank too much Red Bull at that time. It's probably why I have a heart nah. condition. Mm. <laughs> Jesse, we drank nah. way too much Red Bull. We were buying multiple Red Bulls every time we would go. We had, like, two a day. More than that. There were times we Each. had more than that. <laughs> yeah. We would buy four cans and go sit down and play Destiny, drink them, and then at dinner time, we'd go get more cans. Fact. I still have a cup <laughs> yep. of the tabs from <laughs> the, the, from the Red Bull, unspit, because yeah. I couldn't spin them fast enough. That's how many we had. That was like, when I didn't have internet, so I had to bring all my shit here. Yeah. So we just <laughs> had this cup in the middle of us playing between our two systems, and it'd be like, shit, I ran out of, ran out of XP boost, and then we'd just grab one out of the cup in the middle <laughs> of us and enter it. So I brought that up because I, I don't know, like... In this day, it, it's popular to team up with a, you know, like like the like Rockstar and Pop Tarts are probably thrilled because they know their sales are going to go through the roof. It's they're going to sell their product because people want XP boost. There will be people that don't like Pop Tarts that buy Pop Tarts. Who doesn't like Pop Tarts? There's people out there. I'm not a fan of Rockstar, but I'm going to buy at least three Rockstars. See, because you want because I want one. You of want each, of each can because they have custom cans. Here's the other thing that bugs me: the can is 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 uh, specific. So, example, if I want Warlock stuff, I have to buy the punch. Hey, the punch is good. You're lu- you're lucky. <laughs> Fine. The hunter, they have Fine. to drink the zero cal stuff. <laughs> yeah, the hunter right. has to drink the zero cal. <laughs> Trying yeah. to s- slim up the hunters. Now, the XP boost is XP boost, but the but the exclusive stuff drop is is interesting because that is new. That's something I haven't seen before, yeah. especially considering you have to buy this specific flavor to get what you want, and that's kind of weird. See, it's nice because. Possibly my favorite non-alcoholic beverage in the entire world is a classic rock star. So, I mean, I'm just tingling with excitement of getting diabetes, just throwing these things yeah. back. <laughs> my wife is going to be so disappointed in my in my health decisions. She'll be like, you were so good in August with your diet. And now you gained all that weight back and you have jitters and you have diarrhea because you <laughs> you drink six rock stars a day. I'm like, I got, I got to get the gauntlets. I need the gauntlets. You know? <laughs> So true. Um, I have to. Uh, I have to apologize to many of the people that came out to Nerd Barbecue 3.0 because 
because uh, they were looking at the studio walls and saw the Destiny 2 posters that we have. We have quite a few of them up, actually, probably too many. And um, That's what I said. But... They were like, these posters are wrong. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, it says September 8th. Yeah. And I was like, why is that wrong? They're like, game comes out September 6th. I'm like, no, 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 no. September eighth is when you're going to be done beating the game and then put it away forever. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I was like, well, now I have to apologize to everyone that I said that to because now <laughs> with the seven. speed boost, it's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if you, if you pick it up at midnight, it'll be the same day. It'll be the six. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I, I have a couple other stories for Destiny that all tie to this. So we talked about how more consistent content, right? And the one of the Bungie um, creators, David, David, or sorry, he's known as DJ. That's how that's how people know him. But he uh, beyond his quote is beyond the campaign. Once the last cinemat- uh, cinematic plays out, I think you're going to find a lot more variety. DJ goes on to say, when you're in a destination, you open the map and the map will be littered with all these different things that you can do that you couldn't do before you beat the game. So, they're oh, like patrols. Or I was gonna say they put patrols behind a paywall. <laughs> well, it's not behind a paywall. It's just behind a wall, right? Yeah, they're they're making it more of a progression than just giving you it all from the beginning, I guess. But um, you can go you can go on adventures that will tell you more about the destinations and the characters that you'll discover in those places. You're you're used to walking up to a character in the tower or in a spe- or in a social space like the reef or Fellwinter Par- uh, Peak. But you'll actually walk up to these characters in the destinations and interact with them instead of having to leave and, and talk to them after. That sounds like an improvement, going a, and finding. No, here's what they did, all right? There's no fucking, this is what's going to happen. This is my prediction. There isn't going to be no fucking cinematic or goddamn quest line or stories. You're going to walk up to somebody in the wild, and you're going to click on them, and then they're going to fucking put the Grimoire card on the fucking screen. For you no, they're not. No, they're well, not. That's what they're going to do. I think Jazzy's on to something. No. That's what they're going <laughs> to fucking gonna sh- do. Yeah, you're going to yeah. now, ha- Grimoire cards are just going to be part of your yep. inventory. Yep. Bungie you already about. told us Grimoire cards are gone. Well, yeah, yeah cause because they're going to call now, them something different. Yeah, they're going to call them quest modifiers. That's fine. Bullshit. In there the we game. go. As long as we give them quest, the proper credentials, yeah. quest modifiers, quest diaries, quest, <laughs> yeah, quest diarrhea's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of shit. He goes, <laughs> DJ, DJ goes on to say there are things you can do in the world to expand your understanding of those places to get rewards. The Bungie uh, manager con- continued public events that you can see on the map. You'll know when they begin instead of people literally wandering around in the world of Destiny hoping a public event would start or crowdsourcing together to figure out a map. Now you're actually going to be able to, you know, be like, oh, this public event's going to happen in two minutes here. Yeah, they should have had this. Yeah. So, I mean, these are pretty obvious corrections and stuff like that. But it it is interesting that they're talking about, um, they go on on to say that they're bringing in, how are they going to make um, releasing content more consistent? By bringing in other companies. So Bungie's basically saying, hey, we're not going to make all this content. Other people are going to make it for us. Ooh, that sounds like a good way to fragment everything. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to work necessarily, but... I thought you meant like like pay content, like other publishers like Rockstar or uh, Mountain Dew can have a pay DLC or something like that. Oh, oh, no, no. Um it just they they they've had other companies working on Destiny Two already along with them, and those companies are going to continue to be called upon when they need the support when the workload is too much for Bungie themselves. 
It's basically what they're saying. So uh, to continue on to this great, this great uh, just news stretch for Destiny a, a month before it comes out. We're under a month now, aren't we? Yeah, we're under a month. Yeah, just under. Dear God. Yep. So less than a month, and we find out that Destiny 2 will not offer customization of imported characters. Oh, cool. So they told you, they guaranteed you're going to be able to bring over your character, and you can. But all the new functionality that you can use to customize your character, which has been expanded, we've yet to see most of it as far as the beta, but it has been expanded. You can't use it on that character if you import it. They'd stay exactly the same. I guess the only way that I can really respond to this is, what the fuck do you have imports for then? Like, why would I want to bring my character over if I can't customize it to the second game? Well, the one bit of good news to take from this, though, is that if you like your character just the way they are, you probably won't have any issues. I don't! (laughs) The fucking hunter's equipment looks like doo-doo smeared all over my chest. But don't worry, because you'll get new equipment, and you just can't do all the new, like, hairstyles or fe- or face features or any of the other stuff that they're adding. You can't alter that. You're just going to be the generic-looking I... character from Destiny 1. Yeah, but how many times do you actually get to see it in-game? So it's not really bad. Oh, a lot in this game. All the time, oh. dude. Because the big thing about this is that they want to make characters more individual and make them more, like, unique so that you actually connect to your character. So they're going to make sure that you see them more. Yeah. Plus, I play a female <laughs> character, so I strip all my gear off and run around the tower naked. Oh, God, here we go. Jazzy, man. I, we didn't need to know that. I oh, The amount it. of disappointment you just brought to both the girls that listen to this show is immense. Yeah, but if you wanted to utilize... BMC is a fan, though. <laughs> <laughs> BMC and uh, Crazy Uncle Braden might be down. If you wanted to utilize the character customization options that have apparently been greatly expanded on... You do not get the option. The only way to build your character using new traits is to start from scratch. Uh, it's a huge letdown and essentially only giving people half of what they wanted from the option to begin with when Bungie made this announcement uh, in the beginning. So, the- <laughs> Man, talk about like just spitting on their own product. Like, hey, you want to know what? You can't import your own character. However, you're not going to want to because the new customization is fucking that's a, sweet. That's exactly it. I'm kind of like, well, let's see here. My light level doesn't transfer. My guns don't transfer. My armor doesn't transfer, correct? Right. Nothing transfers. So who the fuck cares if my generic looking warlock comes with me or not? I don't care. Right. It, it's like you're rolling into a gourmet like burger bar and they're like, you know, you can bring that McDonald's in with you. <laughs> right, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I, if you want, if you want, yeah. but you can't add any of the toppings right. we have here at the Gourmet Burger right. Bar. Or it's basically like if you watch the pre-show of this game, it'd basically be like if you're playing Narc and you had like the red character, the blue character, and like you can import those, but you can't do anything else. Right. And they're just like a dude in a jumpsuit, and everybody else is running around with like mohawks and like beards and crazy, crazy braids and scars and and everything, and you're like, oh. Um, well, why would I want to do that? Because <laughs> Narc is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, if you liked the one of three hairstyles that you chose and you know, the one of three yeah, abilities. It's almost kind of you know, like, like, it's, it's seriously like a huge fuck you. It's kind of like, hey, we know you're pissed that we didn't let you bring anything, but we told you you're going to be able to bring your character. But um, by the way, all the new features you can't use on your old character. So basically, they're, what they're trying to do is they don't want anyone to import their shit because whatever whatever programming is involved, there's something that they don't like. So they're like, well, yeah, you can bring them over, but they you can't do anything to them. 
I just figured out what Bungie's doing. Tank They're it. doing this now to piss you the fuck off <laughs> so that in two weeks they can come out and be like, microtransactions in Destiny 2, <laughs> you could buy the upgraded <laughs> oh, ability yeah. do you, do you to wanna, customize you, your character. Between you talking <laughs> about that and Grim talking about five. Transformers 5 the entire evening... There's not going to be two of us with a serious heart condition, okay? Got- I'm not. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Stop! I'm not done yet. Oh, there's more articles. Destiny there. Two blocks some popular game capture programs and Discord overlays. That's right, folks. Bungie has said, "Nay, nay." <laughs> it said, "Not going to happen." Uh, and this is with the this is PC. So let's calm down, okay? With the PC, some overlays for chat and hardware monitoring will also be blocked from functioning. The game capture mode of applications such as OBS and XSplit is not supported. A new Bungie fact page has has announced uh, other methods will work, including hardware capture through Elgato or or Avermedia. It's to stop cheaters. It's to stop cheaters. I I get it. Now, Now, Cable, explain to people... How you can cheat by using these programs? Actually, I don't even know how you can cheat using. Because I don't either. They just said it's to stop cheaters, but I'm sitting here like, what necessarily? What can you do? I mean, but you can still use those programs. You just use screen grab instead of an actual. That's and the, here's the thing. That's what they actually come on and say is that you can't use the programs the way that they're designed to be used, but you can screen grab your screen and still use them. Or they actually go on to tell you that, or you can have two PCs, a streaming rig and you're playing, and your rig that you're playing on. Which most streamers have. Not most streamers. Not most, not most. Famous streamers, big time streamers. Yeah, I was going to say. Like us. Yeah, like we have a lot of PCs. I mean, they're boosted for sure. Yeah, man, just like the Dolphins, they get you boosted. Yeah, so. But, uh, (laughs) inside joke there. So, anyways, uh, the. The uh, this relates to the exclusive full screen where more of your PC resources are put towards running the game. Windows mode borderless full screen does not have these restrictions, and you can use OBS XSplit um, instead. So, uh, other recording applications such as uh, I've never even heard of some of these, but Dextory, Razer Cortex, um, and then Fraps have similar restrictions to those outlined above. Bungie has noted. Voice communication uh, notifications provided by Discord and Mumble via screen overlays will also not work, such as the ones to show who is talking. The same with frame rate and stat overlays. Uh, Those those will not be, um, which are provided by Fraps and Afterburner. Those do not, MSI Afterburner, those Mm -hmm. are no longer supported either. Now, why are these restrictions exist? Bungie is being extra careful about third-party apps which might insert code into the game client in order to prevent exploits which might enable cheating. So, man, here's what really happened, right? They were like, your game's coming to PC, and then somebody went up to, like, the CEO of Bungie and was like, hey, man, do you know anything about streaming? And he's like, no. And we're like, all right, well, then send out an article saying that all this shit's banned. (laughs) But my thing is... You can show your frames per second on Overwatch, which is they're using Blizzard's client. So why is Blizzard okay with it and Destiny's not? What? I guess, I guess if, again, and, and maybe I'm naive. If I show you my frames per second, what, what's the deal? 
Nothing. It just shows you how fast you can see. <laughs> some people want to see it. Some people don't. No right. one cares. But like what? Right. But why would you not allow that? Why I would that be? Dis- no, no. I don't I get no it. Idea. I don't. I don't understand. So that when people like me die to these people that are streaming, I can claim that they're cheaters and then write a bunch of letters. <laughs> well, I guess so, right? Yeah, Bungie just trying to keep their email inbox down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to blow that shit up. I'm sure there's some more reasons out there that uh, better gamers than us could maybe help us with. If, if that's the case, then you know, hit us up on social media, Motor City Gaming, Games Love Podcast, or... Mission Discord. Yeah, or uh, write in Twitch, or, or hit the Discord and let us know. Maybe maybe we're missing something, but I think it's stupid. I just, again, like, right now, all the positive stuff should be coming out. We're less than a month away. Like, even even if this stuff was coming out, Bungie should be trying to negate it by giving positive reinforcement, and I'm just not seeing it. Wait, wait. I thought this stuff was only for the beta. This stuff is, they are talking about the beta. Uh, they, but they don't say, in, at least in the article that I pulled, they don't say anything about only for the beta. Okay. I thought this was just restrictions for the beta. I didn't know if it was for the actual full game itself. Yeah, no. And for, again, again, at least the article that I pulled for this show, it didn't say it was just for the beta. Gotcha. It was, they were referencing PC in general, and uh, and yeah, they they do talk about the beta at the end. As far as that, you will be able to play the PC beta August twenty eighth is when it starts. So okay, uh, I like and that date. and it's a new Crucible map to play the sci fi sounding uh, Javelin Four. Is what is the the Ooh. new map you're going to be able to get on PC? So, well, Five Mile Rick chimes in and says, "So guys, if you buy Pop Tarts and or Rockstar Energy drinks, you can get more XP in Destiny 2. Correct. Seems a lot like Call of Money to me. I know Activision is involved with Bungie, blah blah blah, but maybe this is too involved. So my question is, is the buy something to get something in a game a bad promotion?" Call of Duty's been doing it for years. Also, does this further take away from the purity of the Destiny grind in Destiny 2? Thirdly, <laughs> I think we answered all that. What's everyone's favorite Pop-Tart flavor? Ah, there it is. Mine's There's either the real a blueberry or a cinnamon. Your friend, G-A-M-F-R. Can well, I, um, I want to thank Stormburglar for the Twitch Prime sub. Oh, sweet. Thanks, Stormburglar, for the, the new Twitch sub. Um, man. First of all, I think that for the first three questions, we pretty much. The first co- two. I, I think yeah. we, we Let's covered. Let's just answer the pop tart question. Yeah, we, we covered. We, the other yeah, one. we covered the other ones. I think it is a bad. It's it's bad. Period. I'm not a fan. But, um, is anybody excited for the XP boost? Anybody excited to buy pop tarts and rock stars so that they can speed up their game? I can't uh, eat I, it, so I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I definitely will want the armor from the rock stars, and. I'm sure I'm going to be walking through the grocery store and see, and like, it's an excuse, but oh, God, I bought some Pop Tarts. It doesn't need Pop Tarts. You know, like, right. I'm sure I'll buy at least a box. Right. But doesn't, it's not like you're not on board with the concept. You're just, you're just reluctantly, you're like, all right, fine. Like, yeah. I'm, I was going to buy Rockstar anyways. I'll buy a Destiny Rockstar because I have to. Mm, I think I will, I think it's motivating me to buy them because I do want the exclusive gear. So I know that like Rockstar, I'm already gonna buy Rockstars, but now I may go. Oh, I'm a little tired. Definitely getting a Rockstar today because I want that gear. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's working yeah. on me. Yeah. The Pop Tarts. Uh, I love Pop Tarts, so I'll probably right. just buy a box. But uh, I, I don't even know if I'll use the XP boost code. You know? Right. Um. Okay. So favorite Pop Tart? Let's start with Deadite. 
you know, I can sit here and act like I have to think about it. And I can sit here and make people, you know, think it's a hard decision. But if you pick any flavor other than strawberry frosted, you don't, you don't even have a tongue. Your tongue must be broken because they're definitively the number one Pop-Tart. And if someone comes back like, I like s'mores, get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's almost led to, to my wife beating me because I'm like, we're not buying s'mores. And then she strikes me in the supermarket and then I buy her some s'mores. I'm 100% on board with that. I, I don't even I don't have to strawberry. Frosted strawberry all the way. I don't want to be that guy. But if you say s'mores, favorite, I'm going to have Grim hit you. My favorite actually is... Strawberry frosted. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Jazzy. Jazzy. This is, is this the first time the three of us have ever you like agreed on anything. agreed yeah. on one thing like yeah. that. Yep, yeah. and it'll be the last time. Blueberry frosted's close. Second. Absolutely, and I actually lo- I like the original flavors. Brown sugar cinnamon is a, is actually a solid flavor. I know it's controversial with some people. I like it, but it goes like strawberry, blueberry. I can't. And- I can't do the brown sugar. Cinnamon. Like I, I like I said, it's controversial it's to got, some people. Yeah, some people. Uh, okay, I, I put this on nine eleven shit, man. Going down. <laughs> I put I this on Facebook it. one day between my wife and I about like the s'mores and the strawberry, and it got heated, and I don't know, a bunch of dumb people kept chiming in about how great the s'mores were, and yeah. I was like, you're all stupid. I was like blocked, banned, unfriended. All of you um, <laughs> deleted my own Facebook account. I can't. I can't even take this. But shit. outside of the core flavors, shout out to the wild berry because it's got a mix of all the berries, and that's yep. pretty legit. Yep. And then uh, Cable chiming in. Not a fan of pop tarts. There you go. There's your pop tart non fan. That's it's better to not like pop tarts than it is to like the stupid flavors. I like ice cream sundae. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Yeah, I like the orange crush flavor, the AW flavor. Yeah. Kellogg's, get it together and just make good flavors of pop tarts. Yep. That's I'm, kinda like Oreo. Alright, I got some beef with Oreo because yeah, you Oreo, have an Oreo and they're fucking delicious. Then you double stuff the Oreo, make it more delicious. Then But you get less Oreos in the pack, so I don't buy it. That's true. Then you mega stuff it, even more delicious. Less Oreos, but I'm still gonna fucking buy your Oreos because they're <laughs> Oreos and they're delicious. Then you start coming out with fucking goddamn like red velvet Oreos and Swedish fish Oreos. This, okay, I, I didn't actually try this one, but the most recent one was the Fourth of July Oreos, which had pop rocks in the fucking cookie cream. My kids got them. They liked them. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You take the Oreos and you put pop rocks in them. Just give me Oreos. Just that's plain the, Oreos. Yeah, that's the Oreos. That's what you are, and that's all you need to be. You don't need you don't need gimmicks. You're Wait. all you're already the best cookie on the um in the store. In the you don't, on the planet. You don't need a gimmick. It's not needed. Shout out EL Fudge though, being a solid number two. Yeah, that's fair. Y'all yeah, didn't like the birthday cake one? I didn't I have don't, I don't need it. Don't I don't need, need Oreos. Just give me a fucking, I like Oreos. I like ice cream Oreo stuff. Like like I just you know what? And I'm not even a fan of like the double stuff. I like the cause I really yeah. I like the cookie, right? Yeah, the so like Oreo. it's a good it's a good mix. So I want yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Original Oreo or golden Oreo. I, that's the one thing I will say is that if I'm like no. sick of original Oreo, like I'm eating, you can't really get sick of them. But when you're no, like, man, crack. I just want something else, you know, this a little bit different flavor. You get, then you go I get can like, go an Oreo, a uh, golden but, Oreo. But no, the no, you Oreo. eat Oreos, and then when you're sick of Oreos, you go get Chips Ahoy, Eminem, fucking chocolate chunk the cookies. Th- the thing about the golden Oreo is throw that in the trash and go buy a pack of El Fudge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because it's the chocolate filling with the, with the with the like yeah. golden cookie, yep. and El Fudge does work. Like that is a solid cookie, and I think okay, respect to Chips Ahoy, but the last time I bought a chip, pack of Chips Ahoy, it was really bad. The yeah. quality's dropped off on those, so I will firmly stand that either like the Fudge Rounds or El Fudge are the solid number two in the cookie game. Yep. 
Also, Chewy Chips Ahoy are overrated because they don't absorb milk as well as they should. Fact. Uh, dude, I have. That's like chewing on rubber. Are you we could have our own show on cookies <laughs> I, right I now. Have, I have actually really passionate opinions about stupid things. Yeah. Like, I was just stu- screaming about Pop-Tarts. This is and- not stupid, okay? This is very important scientific research. Yeah. yeah. Also, fuck you, Bungie. Yeah. Yeah, Bungie. okay. Anyways, um... <laughs> God, Thanks yeah, for the question. Thanks for the question, Gangster Ass Rick. Yep. Gangster Ass Rick. Rick Ass Rick. Rick Ass Rick. All right. Um, my my next my next topic here is some Gamescom news. Gamescom is happening this month, later 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 in August here, and Ubisoft has stepped up to make some announcements of playable demos that are going to be at Gamescom, and this is pretty cool. So, um. Gamescom, which takes place in Germany, Ubisoft will will also offer demos for Assassin's Creed Origins, Far Cry 5, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and South Park Fractured Butthole Crew 2, and some of the addition, the, the new content for Rainbow Six Siege and For Honor, all playable at Gamescom. That's pretty sweet. That's big news considering like Assassin's Creed got announced at E3. Right. Uh, Far Cry 5 got announced pretty much right before E3. So, like, these are games that were just just got shown to the world, and now you're going to be able to get some hands-on. So that's, that's a quick turnaround. That's, that's exciting. Uh, Fractured Butthole is a game that everybody, South Park fans, have been waiting for. Um, if, you, if you liked uh, um, Stick, of, Stick Truth, of Truth, then, you know, people have been waiting for this game, I, me, myself included. I'm excited to see that it's actual theme. Yeah, right. Like it got delayed so many times. I true. think they just stopped. It's very it. true. The crew too. Uh, if you didn't play the crew, it was a, a super fun like MMO open world racer that mm-hmm. uh, was was people put hundreds of hours into. Now we're getting that that next edition of it, which which looks cool. And then you know fans of Rainbow Six Siege and hopefully the fix and rebalance of For Honor because For Honor had a good it had a good start. P- people were really enjoying that game, and then some patchwork and some adjustments came and and. Broke his hill. Broke it bad. Uh, so hopefully this is the this is the turnaround time, and then there will be uh, stage performances for Just Dance 2018 for Jazzy. So don't worry, Jazzy. Nice. I'm actually uh, flying co-hosting that. that. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy though. Gamescom is is blowing up. It, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna start calling Gamescom the 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 biggest uh, the biggest convention for gaming in the world because. Um, it's it's basically shaping up to be the biggest Gamescom ever. They already have over nine hundred expected uh, exhibitors. So, that's is exhibit one of the exhibitors yeah. with the new Pimp My Ride game. Oh, a hundred percent. Pimp my game. game. Pimp my game. <clears throat> but yeah. So Bungie I thought, edition. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was I thought that was cool. Obviously, Gamescom uh, coverage will be getting heavier here by from us as, as we get closer to the event, which is late August. Yeah. So. I mean, it makes sense. Wasn't the largest one over in Europe beforehand? Before like PAX even sprouted up with um, was it DreamHack? DreamHack is still yeah. DreamHack is a uh, that's more Counter Strike. Yeah, it's shooter. yeah. But Gamescom is is the biggest outside of E three. Yeah, it had already it been in that. Tokyo Games. Yeah, it dwarfs it. And and realistically, I, I I don't know. Gamescom might already be bigger than E three. I I haven't seen comparisons yet. But but. The growth of Gamescom, it's it's becoming that, it's becoming that show where Ubisoft to say, yeah, you know, we'll announce a game here at E3, but we're gonna people are gonna get hands on at Gamescom, you know, like maybe that's why E3 opened to the public. 
because they were like, "Fuck Gamescom." Like, well, E three opened the public because they're having they're having attendance issues and and they're having exhibit people that exhibit issues. Yeah, exhibit That's issues. Horrible. People people don't want to be at E three yet. You have nine hundred. People at Gamescom because that's where they're all going. They don't want to yeah. go to E3 because they're going to Gamescom. Yeah, so. would you rather go to Germany than Los Angeles? I mean, me personally, yeah. Yeah. See, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> if Grim wants to and go, Los Angeles is a lot closer, and I still would say yeah. But that's mainly because I've never been to Germany. Like I, just, I would find it fascinating. I've been to LA. That's really why I'm picking it. And I and LA sucks. It's just chaos. You know, I've I've been to Los Angeles. It's chaos. I like I like the surrounding area of California, but L.A. I I got nothing for L.A. I don't, I'm not really into hanging out in deserts. It's not really part of my ginger lifestyle. Yeah, fair. Plus, they're smog. <laughs> <laughs> they're smog. Shout out! Shout out smog. Not, right. not shout out wheezing and coughing. We'll get you. We'll get you. <laughs> we'll get you more content here soon. Did you know? Actually, um, wheezing and coughing. They originally wanted to be. It was one of them was going to be L.A. and the other one, I think, was going to be N.Y. Like for Los Angeles and New York being like polluted cities or something like that. That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what originally they were going to be when they were translating them over. Facts. Pokemon facts. Just (laughs) dropping them in the middle of the show. Give myself the horns and keep it going because you give me a look like that looks made up. I, I mean, honestly, I question everything you say. Yeah. So, yeah, I was kind of like... This is coming from the person mm. that said Psyduck was the best... Uh, that was not me. That yeah, was, that was the 100% him. No. All him. It was 100% Deadite. Psyduck. Pokemon numero uno. All of the Pokemons are trash. <laughs> all right, we got, <laughs> we got one more topic that uh, that I picked as the closeout because I just... I, I, can't, I can't believe I found this article today. Metroid 2 fan. Sorry, Metroid 2 fan remake creator working not on Metroid because that makes sense, Nintendo. No, Ori and the Willow of the, and the Willow of the Wisps, and it's actually the Will of the Wisps. I thought so. This article is wrong, but anyways, but I don't know. This Looking is Willow Willow of the Wisps. Whatever. Anyways, maybe it's new. Yeah, maybe they. Yeah, whatever. So Milton. The creator of Bradley Pro- Milton Bradley, no, no Mil- Milton Gasty. Um, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but uh, oh, the creator of Project AM2R, another Metroid Two remake. The fan made one that was yep. sweeping the internet was a couple super years ago. Sweet, and th- man, Cable. I'm just going to ask you a question real quick. What? Do you hate me? No, I love you. Do you hate me? Be, be no. honest. I love you. <laughs> be. They put Federation Forces on the screen again on Twitch. Be honest. But look what I put on there now. Yeah. I it see. is the Will of Wisps. Yeah, so I don't know. Whatever. Anyways. Um, I with, thought that's where you were going with Metroid. Yeah. with yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of. It, 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 I guess that you actually you have a point there. Nintendo's stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're right. I guess technically that does work in that way. So, anyway, Metroid 2 Remake was, was shut down. The... the uh, AM2R was shut down by Nintendo last year after it was finally released for PC. The fan project, which began development in 2012, added improved uh, sprite graphics, new gameplay to the Game Boy title in the style of GBA game Metroid Zero Mission. And it was it's awesome. If you if you didn't get a copy of it, I'm sure I know they shut it down, but there's there's you know versions of it floating out there. It's really good. It's real good. So 
Milton announced on Twitter that he's joined Ori developer Moon Studios as a level designer on Will of the Wisps. And, and his tweet basically stated, I am now part of Moon Studios. I'll be working on level design for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. You know what this means. Ooh, does it mean Metroid Ori crossover? It's happening. I 100% believe, I 100% believe you will find Easter eggs of Metroid within Ori because I have, in the first Ori, I found Triforce logos. I've, there's, there's all sorts of this hidden stuff within, within the background and stuff like that in, in the world. But the reason I bring this up, it's super cool news. I like the guy. He did some really cool work with, AM2R, and I, I'm glad that he's working on a project that's very close you know, to my heart. Like I'm, I'm a huge Ori fan, and I can't wait for The Will of the Wisps. But I just, again, I look at this as another example of Nintendo being just stupid. They're just, they just don't, they don't see the opportunities that lie straight in front of them, that just like spit in their face, and they're like, oh, uh, huh. Block. Ban, sue, like that's that's just they don't have the vocabulary to understand that they could have done something better with this. And it's like, I'm not saying like you already have a remake of two coming out, and that makes sense why you shut down his fan created one. Like I get all this on a business standpoint, right? But the problem is, is that you you watch someone that took 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 a IP of yours and made something that people loved. And instead of trying to work with that person and, and maybe use their skill set and, and bring them on board to try to help you create something, you just shut them down, said no, and then moved on. And then another company that's made, in my opinion, the most successful Metroidvania game in recent times, you know, there's been some good ones like Axiom Verge and everything, but Ori is, is it's, it's the pinnacle of Metroidvania-style games in recent times. And they look and they go, huh, that guy did a really good job with that. Let's bring him aboard. Let's use his skill set to make Ori better. Make Ori great again. I mean, that happened with Mani Un too, <clears throat> who was doing all those um, graphics for, like, the Halo games and mixing them with Final Fantasy. He ended up getting picked up by Rooster Teeth for them to make his own series called Ruby, and it's like a hit all over the yeah, place. Yeah, Ruby's, Ruby's loved by, by millions. So... I I just, for me, it's frustrating, again, from the standpoint that Nintendo does this with people that love Pokemon, people that love, you know, all their IPs. Like, there's been so many creations. Like, think of all the, the recent Pokemon um, fan-created projects that have recently been canned. There's so many of them, it's ridiculous. And some of them had, had concepts in there that were so cool. Like, wasn't one an open-world Pokemon game? And that was like getting like rave reviews from even IGN and all these other publishers. Like they, Nintendo needs to do something with this. Yeah, they took the they took one of the original games and they made it like an MMO. Yeah, yeah I remember that. That was cool. But like even like Uranium and uh, there's another there was another big one that got shut down last year. I thought, but like with where they they even created the concept uh, the mechanic of like. Um, Pokemon merging together, you know, like like what I forgot what they called oh, it. Oh yeah, they called it. It was like, like Pokemon Fusion, or Fusion something. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The way breeding should have been. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, like I'm not saying that you can't 
shut down a project that didn't reach out and get permission from you that didn't do you know didn't do these things but at the same time you just you you kill things that people love your love your IP so much that they're willing to spend years developing something and then you just basically flick them off and then go on your way and you and then you wonder why people feel jaded by the brand people feel like the support's not there by the brand and that's why you don't give a shit about your community half the time and and some of the most important parts of your community you literally punch in the dick and then walk away and i just don't just un- like here at motor city Games. <laughs> yeah and i just i don't understand the thinking behind that like if it's straight business that's fine but like you should also think of community health and and just overall like fan base in your actions because Yes, you might think you're mighty and all, and yes, you've made a lot of money and the Switch is a hit and everything, but it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to take the world that loves you and, and, and make them walk away from you. In this day and age especially, it doesn't take much for you to take your empire and let it crumble. And for me, I love Nintendo. There's many things I love about Nintendo, but this is one of the things that bothers me so much about Nintendo is that they just, when it comes to... Something to me as an artist where I, I like I create and I and I and I love the things that I make. They're they're more than just a design or a logo. Like, you know, when we made these hats and we and they they showed up, I remember opening the box and the fr- like seeing it on the hat, it meant something to me, right? And so like these people are doing the same thing. And you can sit there and say, well, they should have made something original and that didn't have a copyright to it, right? Like you, like business talk, you could just throw that in their face. But the difference is, is that that person spent years to make something that involved your cons- that involved your art, that involved your, your creation. And instead of being like, hey, well, we can't have you do this. Or you could take the Capcom approach where they, they actually team up with some of these people. The Street Fighter vs. Mega Man was fan-created. Can't make money off of it, but you can build it, and we'll even put it on our website. You know, if I was a developer and I was in the middle of making it, I'd be like, well, that's cool because my name gets out there. I may not make any money off of it, but my name is tagged with all of that. That's important to me. Because of the way Nintendo seemingly picks and chooses when they want to protect their their IPs from, from disaster... They absolutely could have been the hey, like listen, we can't have this out there, but we see that you're a talented guy. Uh, here's a budget. Why don't you make us a game for the app that's going to be exclusive for our eShop? You know, keep it in the same style, but you know, just you can't use any of the intellectual properties. But make us your own Metroidvania style game. Uh, you know, and give us you know make make it exclusive. Like that could have been a great opportunity for them to bring a young developer into their fold and make some money off that person's talent. Yeah, because that's the other thing I was about to hit, and that's simply this, is that these people that are making these Pokemon games and they're making these Metroid games, they, they, they are potentially the next generation of developers, and you are, you are basically pushing them away from your, your company. So when they go to Moon Studios and they help build Ori, then they're going to stay at Moon Studios or they're going to go to Microsoft Studios and they're not going to go to Nintendo. Because you, because you pushed them away. So when you, all your creators that right now are creating Mario and creating all these great IPs are gone, who's going to step up and make the next great Mario game or the next great Metroid game? Who's going to do it? Because you haven't, you haven't groomed anybody for it. You're just going to hope that someone from, from nowhere comes out of the smoke and just poof, 
okay, I'm going to make you a Mario. Like, that's, what, that's basically what you're setting yourself up for, and it's pathetic. Well, for a company like that, it's pathetic. Nintendo breached immortality, so they're just never going to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, believe me. Believe they me. Are, they are crawling their way out of the grave. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> believe me, I never want to see Miyamoto gone. Mm-hmm. Right? I never wanted to see Iwata gone. But, you know, it, it's life and it's going to happen. And the scary part is that these masterminds that have created your empire are getting older. And I don't see the young blood in your company doing anything. Right. You know, there was a time where Reggie was supposed to be this ground, you know, this fire burner, just going to gonna pave ways for Nintendo uh, North America. I, I haven't seen it. And the scary thing is, I don't know if there is someone behind Reggie, which there probably is. I've never seen them. They've never done anything to start trying to build that next generation. So what are you going to... Here's the scary part. Here's what happens. You become Atari. Atari's making a new system, Right. And it might not be the Atari that we, that, that we knew back in the day, but Atari's making a new system. No one fucking cares about Atari. You want to know why? Because they died, and there was no generation after that gave two shits about Atari. Nintendo is the old company. Sony is newer. Microsoft is newer. Everyone that makes video games is younger than you. And yes, you make games for kids, but the problem is is that the generation after the kids that are focusing right now won't know what Miyamoto is. They won't know who that is. They won't know those things. And you and I haven't seen any younger generation moving in Nintendo that's going to be doing anything. And that scares me because you know it, it's, it's that thing of popularity. It's that thing of being relevant. That if you lose that, gaining that back, especially from generation to generation, is incredibly difficult for a company. And that's why we've seen companies that you and I, growing up, never imagined them not being here today. And they're gone. It makes sense. I never thought Sega would be gone. Sega battled Nintendo to, to the end. Yeah. They're gone. For, for the most part, I guess Sega exists in one little building in California that they're downsizing again because they're literally bleeding. They just slowly, they're slowly dying like Atari. Yeah. It's like when your dog dies and then you get a brand new puppy, right? To fill the void of your dog dying. And then they reincarnate your dog and you're like, hey, here's your dog back. And you're like, man, I got this new dog. <laughs> I, I don't know where that I went. No that where you going with that? <laughs> That's a typical jazzy example that yeah. just has nothing to do with anything and is just sort of what? off kilter. <laughs> what just happened there? Can we need we need to move on to the next thing? This this whole thing just went off the rails. Oh my god! We were having such a good show until you're like, until your dog dies, and then they reincarnate your, reincarnate yeah. your dog, and then you want no dogs. I don't know. <laughs> what? That's why you buy fish. <laughs> wow, that was that just happened, everyone. Everyone just witnessed that on this yeah. show. That is why you need to subscribe, like, heart emoji this show because you don't get you don't get jazzy fiddle anywhere else. That's right. Yeah. No one else that, would. No that one might else be would a take good them. thing, though. It might be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's been the our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Visit our Facebook page, Motor City Gaming, and continue the conversation on our on the Discord, MotorCityGaming.com. Hit that hit that Discord button or exclamation point Discord in, in the, the chat. chat. Um, and then, of course. Let's not forget that um, we also have a special segment. 
It's time for Muster Bust. In concert, they would fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Must or bust. That's right. Here's our segment. We're going to talk about games coming out this week. And if you should pay attention or run for the hills, let's get right into it. Telltale Batman. Telltale Batman's back. The Enemy Within, Episode 1, The Enigma. Run for your life. And this is coming out August 8th, a.k.a. today if you're listening on iTunes or whatever. But uh, on the PS4, Xbox One, Mobile, and Steam. If you're a Telltale fan, if you're a Batman fan, then you're gonna you're gonna pick up where you left off. You're gonna have fun with this. It's a it's a must for that. Otherwise, it's a you know, click and click and listen to the story type game. You know, it's Telltale. It's Telltale. If you like Telltale games, you're probably gonna be on board. I so. started my first Telltale game over the week too. When did you I start? I, Borderlands. Oh, nice. What do you think? Uh, I love it because I I just have such a huge love for Borderlands. So even just seeing some of these inside jokes, that I'm like, oh, I remember that. You know, like yeah. uh, I'm. I'm really digging it, and it got me thinking. I'm like, oh, man, Batman or Wolves Among Us might be next. Yeah, and Guardians. Guardians. Guardians is man, supposed to be really good, too. a lot of good ones yep. to play. Yeah, they got some good ones going right now. Um, so, it, I, don't, I don't think I need to go around the table. If you're a Telltale fan, you're going to like it. If you're not into that style of game, then yeah. maybe pass. It's a bust. Batman's not a real superhero. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it, Jazzy. Jazzy, why you got to ruin everything? Next game, Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 hits today, August 8th, and that is for the PS4 and the Xbox One, as well as Steam. This is the the continuation of the collection of the Legacy Collection. This is going to include Mega Man 7, 8, 9, and 10. Um, so it, it's a it's an absolute must. Like Legacy Collection, the first version, um, was is is amazing. Like the one through six is a great; they're great games. But the speed run modes and everything that they built into this is awesome. And and now you're going to get even more of that. So I think for twenty dollars, uh, or or if you're doing Amazon Prime or or Best Buy Gamers Club, it's like sixteen bucks for four games. Absolutely have to have to do it. Anybody disagree? No, no. Blue Bomber, you can't disagree with Blue Bomber. All right, now I think one that everyone's going to drop the bomb on here. Of course, everyone's going to pick this up. For the PS4 and PC, for $30, Lawbreakers. Anyone? Anyone? Man, I don't think it looked real cool, but it's been getting trash reviews. It's been getting beat up bad. Uh, yeah, Lawbreakers, the, uh, the the new game created by Cliff um, Cliffy B, is just uh, it's not it's not hitting on all cylinders like I think everyone thought. I'm gonna say stay clear of this one until maybe they figure some things out, but it, it looks like this might be a DOA. It's just not fun. Like, yeah, even streaming it, watching streamers play it, it's just not fun. Yeah, it doesn't it, look fun. It's unfortunate. I'm just gonna say with all of the problems that I've heard is going on with this game. If I would have waited at any of these conventions yes. in that like four to six hour line to play this, I would have like demanded a refund on my tickets. <laughs> yeah, and they would have told you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, but I still would have sent an email to Bungie. <laughs> the Bungie. <laughs> Damn it, Bungie. Damn it, Bungie. Why don't we make this game? <laughs> uh, next game up is Hellblade. Senua's Sacrifice. This looks awesome. Um, this is a game that kind of came under the radar for me. I did not. I, I didn't even know what it was until pretty recent. It's coming out again August eighth, twenty nine ninety nine. So it's a, it's a PS four download and a Steam download. 
and it looks really cool. It kind of reminds me of Bloodborne mm-hmm. and maybe like Horizon Zero Dawn in a way, right? Because mm-hmm. you are this like female character. It does kind of have that like it looks really cool. It looks where and it does seem to be werewolf based or or, or monster based, and um, you know it. I, I think it's an absolute. An absolute must. It's and it is by Ninja Theory, which yeah. it, which excites me. The only problem with Ninja Theory is expect a difficulty level uh, high. I mean, you said Horizon Zero Dawn. It looks it looks really cool. The trailer is really cool, so you can you'll be able to watch the trailer right on our page for the download of this podcast on MotorCityGaming.com. You can watch all the trailers and and all the articles that we've been talking about. So. Uh, the f- next game, I, I'm not even sure how this is pronounced, but it's, uh, how would, Jazzy, how would you pronounce this? S-I-N-E. Sign? Sign Mora? E-X? Sign Mora, E-X. So we'll go with that. Is, uh, is an innovative shooter, and basically this is the game that we saw coming out for the Switch. It's, and it's not coming out for the Switch yet. This is for the PS4 and the Xbox One, but it's the side-scrolling shooter style that I love so much, like Ikaruga. You know, and and others, but um, looks really cool. Fifteen ninety nine on Prime. Uh, I think it's twenty bucks normally. For me, it's an absolute must. The the artwork looks beautiful. Um, you have over sixty weapon combinations, a ton of different levels. The 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 game looks amazing. And if if the trailer tells you anything about the music, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast to play if you're into the the side scrolling shooters. Graceful Explosion Machine is coming to PC and PS4. This is a game that already found its way to the Switch. And then again, it's another uh, fun fun kind of side-scrolling space shooter, but in a more bright, colorful, cel-shaded design. A lot of, we played it on the Switch. It was a lot of fun. Uh, again, for for they, they don't give me a price point on this, but it, I think it was like, what, $10 on Switch? I'm pretty sure it was $10. Yeah, so if it's anything like that it, and, and you didn't get it and you don't have a Switch, it's totally worth it. Again, if you're into that style of game, a lot of fun. All right, and then lastly, I wanted to bring up Cat Quest. I'm just kidding. I didn't want to bring up Cat Quest. So what is Cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't going to bring up Cat Quest. Um, in fact, I think that was about it. Uh, the only other game that I know is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. We'll give it. We'll give the Switch some. Ex- it is exclusive, and it is called Ironcast. It is a steampunk mech combat game, but here, but it's weird because it's a puzzle game. It looks like a puzzle quest to me. Yeah, I looked that up on the eShop, and I was like, oof. Yeah, so, like, at first I was like, oh, cool. It's cool because you build your mechs. Like, you actually can buy parts and and make your mech different. But the way that then you're like, all right, cool. What's the game look like where I actually get to run around with my mech? Oh, you don't. You play a puzzle game. (laughs) (laughs) And then the mechs fight in the background, basically. So sounds stupid. Yeah, I was kind of like, Like Marvel Puzzle Quest. I was like, eh, "Eh, I'm not really my style. (laughs) But for some people, like... Puzzle. I played. I played. You know, uh, Puzzle Quest back in the day and loved it. You know, so, um, you know, it, it might be it might be something to keep an eye on. And that comes out August tenth. That's a Thursday release. So, what was that other game you were looking at on the Switch earlier? Oh yeah, you're right. I did have one more I wanted to bring up. Thank you. Uh, was the Switch is also coming out with Phantom Trigger. So Phantom Trigger is that hack and slash top down bullet hell game that is stylized similar to like Hyperlight Drifter and looks really cool. So the Phantom Trigger also comes out on Thursday, I believe, so the 10th. And 
it's going to be uh, on the Switch for, I think it's fourteen ninety nine. I think it's fifteen bucks. It's pr- published by Tiny Build Games and uh, developed by uh, Bread Games. And looks it looks really cool. The soundtrack was super super fun. There is an alpha version of it on Steam right now, so you can get that early access on Steam. But the the full version is is dropping here in a couple days. So the uh, Phantom Trigger. From from what I've seen, looks really fun, and the early reviews are very positive. If you're looking for that style, if you're if you're tired of um, uh, Binding of Isaac or anything like that, then I, you know this is going to be that next top down, just dungeon crawling bullet hell game that I think will bring be a lot of fun. So, and as Jazzy said, the character looks a lot like a League character. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, but yeah. That's uh, that's been the games that are coming out this week. You can always check them out right in the description of uh, the podcast, or head on over to our social media pages where we share a lot of these trailers and 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 release dates and reviews and things like that. If you want to read reviews and see what we think of things, and you need to head on over to the blog at MotorCityGaming.com and read some of our reactions to games and other events. So that's uh, that's what I got. Anything else, guys? Anything you need to talk about? If you are a Patreon member, you need to get your knowledge up for Final Fantasy Football. If you want to play fantasy football with the Motor City Gaming team, uh, get ready. Let us know. We're going to be pushing out some details from that. And if you're not a Patreon member right now, this is an awesome way to get involved in a super fun fantasy football league that is going to have some uh, cool prizes that we're, we're working out the details on. So get over to Patreon, sign up, and let's get ready for some football, all right? I'm excited for fantasy football. Final fantasy football. <clears throat> But uh, Play with your favorite nerds. Yeah, you know, thanks. Uh, we want to shout out. We got a couple new patrons that jumped on. Player One Miggy, thanks for jumping on. And um, uh, Testonomics, thanks for the increase in, in your patronage. So we, this is our support, guys. If you if you love what we're doing and you listen to it every week and, and you want more, you want to get more involved, you want to be able to influence the show with questions or even uh, tell us, you know, MCG Fight Club, what, who's going to be fight, fighting each other in some Blades of Steel rematch or anything like that, this is, this is how you're going to be able to do it. This is how we're trying to build our platform to be bigger. And with your help, you know, the sky's the limit. So, um, and I think Jazzy wants to jump in here because we have one more person that uh, is influencing the show thanks to Patreon. Nope. Oh. Decent. <clears throat> I don't want to read those ones. I'm just kidding. I'll read. Uh, <laughs> we only fuck, got time man? for one, so I'm going to pick Brick and Mortar. Right, you pick that one, and we'll read them together at the same time. Okay. So. Ooh, I'm going to pan Grim's mic <laughs> one way and Jazzy's mic the other way, oh and now read them at the same time. Three, two, one, read. Happy Monday with the overwhelming success of PUBG. <laughs> That is honestly the depend- best I've ever read. <laughs> depending on that, could it sounded really cool in my headphones. One ear, each of you guys in one ear. That so that actually translated over the recording. We're gonna keep doing that. It's gonna be a new <laughs> new segment. All right, but go ahead and ask your go ahead. Called lefty righty. Right, BMC says I hesitate to ask the question since I do not want to raise my good buddy Grimm's blood pressure, but would love your thoughts. I think most of us would agree we do not like how GameStop is handling their switch in. Mini NES stock, oh making people buy bundles of 150 plus for the NES and 400 plus for the Switch. But let me play devil's advocate. 
Do you think GameStop slash ThinkGeek is actually doing good things with these bundles for gamers? Does the policy cut down on resellers trying to sell the consoles only for a profit to allow more hardcore fans to buy them? Game on. Favorite nerdy beards. Bearded friends. Um, you no. Killed, you killed Graham. Absolutely <laughs> Yeah. Now, They're going to buy those and resell everything anyway. Exactly. <laughs> It's um, just um, it's just ridiculous. Hey, I can't get a switch. But I can I they're sold out everywhere. And I'm a reseller. I can buy a switch right here or I can buy a switch with or, or that's sold out so I can buy a switch with Zelda and just and resell them together anyway. So like it, to me it doesn't make a difference. I could buy the bundle and realistically I can just sell it I can break it apart and maybe even make more money because of the bundle. You know, uh, and the NES Classic bundle, like that's a little bit different, I guess, because the NES Classic technically doesn't really need anything else. So you're buying like stuffed animals and, and other dumb, you know, things that aren't necessarily like directly connecting to the NES Mini. But um, it's not gonna, it's not gonna deter resellers. Man, I need that Nintendo is stupid bumper sticker though. Yeah, but I do hate that the GameStop does it. Like if you have a product and I and it's in stock and I don't want your bundle but I want the system, like I should be able to get it. Like it's right. kind of It's not like it was boxed by Nintendo. If it was a, an ex- exclusive box, yeah, a Nintendo bundle. A Nintendo exactly. bundle, then I get it. I can't buy just a Switch out of that. I have to pay the premium price because it comes with this game and an extra controller or whatever, you know? But, like, this, these bundles that the GameStop make, it's just so that they can move product. They have product that's, like, end of life or whatever, and they want to move it. Like, go into a store and, and go look at some of these items that are in these bundles and realize that they're clearanced or whatever, and they're trying to get rid of them as fast as they can before they basically lose out completely on this item. The, mm-hmm. the truth of the video game retail world is you make almost nothing selling a game console you you just don't where the money comes in is with the extra controllers with the accessories they don't make a ton of money on software but all the little extras they can add on that's where the profit is so that's what they're forcing you to do they're forcing you to buy a bundle so they can make a little more money off of it which i don't know i don't really shop at gamestop and it's one of the reasons that i don't is because i see things like that and to me go well if i were in a situation where that was the only way i could get a switch i'd be I'd be a little upset about it. So I, yeah. I choose not to spend my money at, at that store for that, among many other reasons. All right. Thank you for the question, BMC. I have checked Grimlock's heart rate monitor, and he's looking good for right now. So yeah, No beeps, no yells yet. Yep. Yeah, we're good. Next question, brick and mortar. Happy Monday. With the overwhelming success of PUBG, do you think that in three years or so, we will be looking back on it as a fad? Or will there continue to be updates consideration of sequels, and bigger companies making clones. As always, game on, brick and mortar. I'm going to say this already clones. There's a bunch of um, Battle Royale games that are coming out. I mean, clones clones happen so fast nowadays. You know, the second the second something shows, like, the, like Fidget Spinner, how many people started making Fidget Spinners? And you can get all, those for a dollar now. Right, you know, like... Man, <laughs> look at the success of Battleborn, and then Blizzard had to go, oh, we need a shooter just like that, and they came out with their little Overwatch game. Yeah, killed Battleborn, but... I mean... Battleborn lives on in my heart. I would utilize the term murdered, not killed. <laughs> <laughs> like, destroyed. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as far as a fad, like, I mean, gaming's... Like, I, I guess it's all a fad, you know? Like... The Switch is the new fad right now. Mobile gaming all of a sudden is popular again. 
handheld gaming is popular again because we're busier than ever in life. But like, you know, next next technology that, that comes out in TVs, if it, if it actually, you know, unlike 3D, if it actually is something that like blows everyone away, where it's it's more immersive. Yeah, shot the curve then, TV. Yeah, no. <laughs> then the next then the next gaming console that can take advantage of that can be the new fad, right. right? PlayStation VR can be that new fad. It's not, and that's why you're not seeing all these developers just jumping to it. They're, they're making stuff, but it's not there yet. So, I mean... One with- thing that keeps it alive. There's one thing and one thing alone that in three years this will not be a fad, and it'll actually still be a thing. Esports. Esports. Yeah, I, maybe. I find that a... A battle royale game in an esport world is not necessarily the same as a team-based game. Like we follow TSM, you follow TSM, I should say, mm-hmm. in league as a team, and you have an individual that might be your favorite. That's fine, but it, but how often do you follow TSM's Overwatch team or an individual? Like it, it's it, you know like not when, as, not when as it, much but you know I a CS:GO team and and those are team based and they still have a huge following. Like we have people we have people that are in the Discord that are C9 fans and they hate League. They are C9 fans strictly for Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And so, but the problem with where I find with PUBG that I don't fully understand and and I don't know if they fully understand yet is that you don't really. Like you might have squads going, like you could have squads going in, but realistically, it's all individual based. And and at that point, I don't know if the you know, like we're going to Boston in a month with fifty thousand people to go watch two teams fight it out. I wouldn't go to Boston to watch a hundred people like you know duke it out in a in a Royal Rumble. I just wouldn't do it. See, just, I I would. It wouldn't, I don't know, it depends on the, I wouldn't see for a team base because the team things are boring. They're more individually because I have more connection to that individual player that is playing against 100 other individual people. I mean, you always have individual people, but in the end, they're all on a team. It doesn't matter if it's sports or not. Yeah. Like, think, think of, like, your favorite hockey. They're on a team. Football, baseball, like they're all on teams. You right. still have individual favorites because because Sergey Fedorov was so good back in the day. Because you know all these, like it, it just it's the way it worked. I loved goalies, so guess what? I had my favorite goalies, but like, but they were still part of the team. You know, they were only as good as their defense in front of them, and they were only as good as their offense in front of them. And so, like when you look at battle royale, where it's just like this like crapshoot half the time, it just Please. for me like. For me, I don't see, like, when we're talking fad and we're talking longevity like League, I do not see PUBG having longevity like Riot does. It won't because it's too much RNG in both these games, in, in, yeah. in that game. Because you also have H1Z1 that actually has a pro scene, and there are teams because they break it down for runners and shooters. People who run and get weapons for the group and bring it back to one location, and yeah, that's how they do it. I, I think to sort of enforce Grimm's point about like individuals versus teams, there's no doubt that the UFC is immensely popular. But on a grand stage of sport, it's nothing compared to the NFL. It's yeah. the idea that it's easier to gravitate towards a team and identify with a team than maybe it is to pick one individual. Like, there's a bunch of MMA fighters that I'm like, oh, those are cool. Like, I like those MMA fighters. But do I like any of those MMA fighters as much as I like the Detroit Lions? Not even close. Or here's like, a great example. You have thousands of dollars of TSM gear mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not because of one player, because you've followed TSM to the point where there's been complete overhauls of the team. There's no one individual, unless you want to go back to the original person that got you watching, that has made you be a fan of TSM. So, like, example, like, I love Cloud9. There's a chunk of Cloud9 that doesn't, that's not Cloud9 anymore. They're FlyQuest. And so for me, it's like, I love the organization. You know, I like CLG. And yeah, the squad's cool. But you know what? In a couple of years, that whole squad will be different. And that's what it fascinates me is that this world, this ecosystem, how it evolves and changes versus one individual that comes in, flames out. And then it's like, okay, uh, I got to go find a different like it's it's just weird to me and yeah. i and i guess for pubg i don't fully understand how like tsm has a pubg squad now or they're or they're building one they have a dual squad from what i know yeah mm-hmm. so like like i don't get how that's fully going to work yeah i mean they have a that makes sense uh, makes they have sense. a three hundred fifty thousand tournament at gamescom this week Right, yeah, which is their first yeah. invitational yeah. yeah and we'll yeah. we should be able to maybe we'll i'm sure we'll talk about it you know we'll uh We'll know more as far as at Unless. least their initial idea of how it's going to work because we were at PAX South. We were at PAX South and we watched <laughs> oh, the professional Overwatch. Horrible. And it was unwatchable. Mm-hmm. And I instantly said, Bungie's got, and this was before they announced Overwatch League and Bungie's own thing. This was, this was a third party league. Blizzard. Or sorry, Blizzard, yeah. Fuck Bungie. <laughs> Fuck you, Bungie. Anyways. Um, I'm going to write him an email right now. Yeah. But the. You know, the thing was is that we walked away with it like that was not fun to watch. And we were, and we loved, at that point, all we were doing was playing Overwatch. Yeah. We don't even play PUBG anymore right now. I don't have no desire to play it right now. Right. I don't either. But during Overwatch's high point for us, we couldn't even watch the pro scene because they could, like, because it didn't work. So, you know, Blizzard needs to hopefully show us that their league's going to be different and that it's going to be, we're going to be able to, you know, connect to the teams and connect to the individuals uh, in the match like we do with League, but PUBG's going to have the same problem. And the thing that's scary about PUBG is that they're not Blizzard. They're not right. Activision. They're not Riot. They don't have those resources. They have resources, but again, it scares me right. in the sense like you got to put together Super popular a good right product. Yeah. And right now with the RNG that's in that game, it's pretty much random who's going to win the game because I've seen players that play that game from start to finish where they get amazing loot right at the start and they can just slay. And then I've seen players that struggle to find a med kit. Like I've seen, let's say, Summit 1G because he was just recently in the news. He went through the whole town of my hometown, Lapovka, and couldn't find one med kit. Yeah. So I'm like, that's broken. Yeah. And if you're going in a tournament like that, he's screwed. He's there's not going to win There's anything. too much chance at that point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we got to wrap this up. It's uh, It's been fun. Wait, though. What if I had a favorite player on TSM, which was Andy Ding, Reginald, who is the owner of TSM? He played as a mid laner on TSM while he owned the team, and now he's stepped out of the scene of League of Legends and just owns TSM. Well, that's French. I mean, that's fine, but... You can still have a favorite player. That's it's fine. Just... All I'm saying is that him being an owner doesn't mean anything because if that team had... If a team, if that new squad had done things that you didn't agree with, you you would you would gravitate True. away from TSM. You wouldn't have bought a $400 TSM chair if they were hot garbage. Like, like okay, 
Team Liquid. Would, are, would you be like, no offense, Sci Fi AJ, but like Team Liquid is not doing anything smart right now. If I was a fan yeah. of Team Liquid, guess what? I wouldn't be a fan of Team Liquid much longer because they just can't seem to make a decision. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't buy a $400 chair. Right. So that's for I, the team of Liquid. Also, Their logo is pretty cool, but yeah. that's about it. Now, also, my to really wrap this point up, what are the odds you'd buy a $400 chair for one player? Uh, exactly. It doesn't. <laughs> exactly. So, but to buy a $400 chair, like, again, to go back to my example, am I going to buy a $400 chair for, let's just say, um, Anthony Pettis. I like him. No, I would never do that. Would I maybe buy a $400 Red Wings chair? Maybe. Like, it's easier to associate with yeah. a team, and you see that longevity of a team. One player can come and go in a season. Yeah, A team will last longer. It's easier to invest in a team. Yeah, like, you're lucky that he be- that he became the owner. That's cool. Right. But, like, you know. I mean, he wasn't the reason. Me buying, a, CL- me, be- me buying a CLG chair because I like Afro Moo would be pretty bad knowing that in two years he's probably not there anymore. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I got this chair for no reason. I do, however, follow other like games of TSM, but that's just because I like TSM's league team, and not because it made I'm you like, look into it. right. Yeah, yeah you you I'm like oh, Leffen, he's a cool Smash guy. And, I you did. Know, yeah, I've so. done the same thing with the other groups. But anyways, um, we're running super long, so we want to we want to thank our our sponsor, Detroit Beer Collective, once again for sponsoring this episode of the Gamezilla Podcast. Remember to use the code MC Gaming to save twenty percent on all your beard grooming orders over twenty five dollars. If retro gaming is your thing, listen to the Legend of Retro Podcast every Thursday in all the same great places that you listen to us. However, when the Splatfest comes out, Legend of Retro versus Gamezilla Podcast. So help me God, you pick Gamezilla Podcast. Fact. We'll be working with Nintendo to get that uh, as the next Splatfest. Yeah, but I think stupid, it'll be. So. I think it'll be easy. It's yeah. easy to work with Nintendo. Uh, last, I'll just email Bungie real quick yeah, about it. Lastly, Gamezilla Alpha is coming back on schedule. We will be back on track next week. That means early access on Thursdays for our patrons and normal release on Sundays on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and MotorCityGaming.com. We'll be uh, getting back to the Alpha show, which is your topic, you know, your one to two topic show where we really dive in and, and dissect something uh, within the gaming industry. So. Uh, other than that, uh, anything else you need to say? Great ways to support this show. Obviously, Patreon, every dollar you contribute to Motor City Gaming goes a long way. So search GameZilla Podcast on Patreon, and it uh, does everything we can do to help expand the show. It's an amazing way. And again, you can get in on Final Fantasy Football. You have an opportunity uh, to get in on that. And then another thing you do, it doesn't cost you any money, just costs you a few seconds. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, write a review. Tell your friends you play video games with about MotorCityGaming.com. Tell them about GameZilla, GameZilla Alpha, Legend of Retro. Share us with your video game friends and uh, help us become the biggest video game podcast on the internet because we already know we're the best. That's right. And then uh, lastly, make sure you're you're enjoying us on Twitch. You know, yes, we're doing the show here on Twitch.tv, MotorCityGaming, but or not MotorCityGaming, sorry, GameZilla Podcast, but. Cable streaming. We got the glitch doing Saturday morning uh, retro games. We got test testonomics doing Nintendo streams. There's all sorts of stuff going on here all week long. So make sure you're checking out everything that's happening here on Twitch.tv. So, all right. Just remember, we are the Elite Free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. You writing that email to Bungie? Bitches. <laughs>